about it. Who got the info by the AM? Trying to be the rapper, got them jamming when they play him. Staying in my lane, they ain't got an okay him. Who the host with the scoop? Yeah, they gon' say him. Ivy, so superlative like a bag of drippos. Show you where the princess, Cincinnati Red Tag. One time with my people at. Team N.I. with my people at. It's the 513, yeah, you know the flow. What's the word, Nate? Let them know the show. One time with my people at. Team N.I. with my people at. My people at. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Please take a couple of minutes. Matter of fact, it won't even take that much time. Please take a second to uh, like and in particular share today's show on Facebook or wherever you may be. Good morning to you. Uh, it usually takes a couple of minutes for people to find us to get the notifications. We are live, just so you know, for your information. We are live with video on Facebook and also on YouTube. And we're live with audio on the Spreaker Network. And also tune in as well. So just do a search for Nathan Ivey and uh, you shall find me in the future. You know, we might have some people that like the video, but maybe you want to listen to the audio stream from time to time. It's all good. Good morning to you. On today's show, I want to give you some updates. Looks like R. Kelly is looking at life in prison. If you don't know, perhaps you missed the news cycle. Um, I think the news broke like after 3 p.m. Like, no, nah, no, nah, a little later than that. By about 6 p.m. or so yesterday, the news started coming in that R. Kelly was uh, found guilty on all nine charges. All nine charges, R. Kelly was found guilty. And so now he's looking at life in prison. I did a uh, a live stream last night for about an hour and uh, talked about it and just got a chance to interact. I want to know what folks thought about and what was your initial gut reaction. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, this morning, we'll talk about it a bit for the people who might have used it yesterday, missed it yesterday. And I'll give you any tidbits of information, news and views that may have happened between last night and this morning's show. Also, I want to talk about this new series, this new BMF series, Black Mafia Family. Is it glorifying drug dealers in the black community? Glorifying poison dealers? Are you excited about this? This is produced by several people, including 50 Cent. A lot of people liked his series, Power. And I get it. I understand America cinema. I understand unplugging from the matrix and just having some fun. But it's it's quite interesting, you know, what people gravitate to. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen like any advanced parts of it. I've just seen the tidbits that are on the internet, and I can already tell that people are probably clamoring for it because, you know, the hip hop industry uh, elements within the hip hop industry have really been glorifying and talking about Big Meech. And the rise and fall of the Black Mafia family. It's got a real cool name, right? Black Mafia family. It's like, ooh, what is this? Black Mafia family? Uh, these brothers coming out of Detroit. Detroit, And uh, I'll give you all the details. As a matter of fact, the dude on the left-hand side there, that's actually uh, Big Meech's son who actually plays Big Meech, you know, for folks who care about this kind of thing in the upcoming series. Want to know what you think about it? We'll talk about this morning as well as other things. My number, if you want to give us a call this morning, is 513-873-7134. It's a free call anywhere in the country in some parts around the world. I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. But it does come with a maxim. Open your mind before you open your mouth. And as time goes on, I become less and less patient <laughs> with uh, nonsense. I don't suffer fools lightly. I don't have a lot of time on this rock. So when you call in, make sure your show, your show is sharp or a tiss tiss with a flick of the wrist. You Don't get your feelings hurt. It ain't personal. It's just show business. 
It's my job to keep this thing going. Also, I want to give you a heads up that tonight the NAACP and the Prince Hall Masons are going to have another of their series of uh, city council uh, virtual forums. I will be your moderator. CDM will be powering the whole thing. So look forward to that and uh, should be very, very, very interesting. They've got uh, some new uh, questions as well. I've got new questions and I want to approach it just a little bit differently. I think uh, after kind of sitting back and watching and the first time I did it, uh, to make it more informative for you and to maximize the time and the space. So that'll be at 6 p.m. today. You can watch it live on Facebook and on the Cincinnati NAACP's Facebook page. So look forward to that. Very interesting. You got one today, then you got another one on Thursday. And I believe on Thursday, Sister Iris Rowley will be, um, hold, she'll be moderating that one. So it should be very interesting as we try to figure out who's going to be on city council. with So many damn people. Speaking of which, I got my flyer from the Democrat Party. The Democrats have their slated candidates that they would like you to vote for. And um, we shall see. We shall see. Again, my number, 513-873-7134, should be on the screen there. Let me know if it's not. If you can't hear me, just give me a thumbs up or, hey, Nate, wave me down, whatever you got to do to get my attention. And you already know it's become obligatory. At least one time per show, I'm going to do something. You can't. Let me get it over right now, okay? I got it over with. Saul Gucci. All right, where are we this morning? Where are we? So, of course, the big news last night, and this was the cover from yesterday, was uh, R. Kelly found guilty. And I was just gauging people's responses and getting their opinion about it last night. I thought it was, um, I thought it was, uh, it was about what I expected, quite honestly. You know, the, the responses I was getting from the people in the stream, it was about what I expected. I wasn't really surprised by anything. You know, in any, in any situation like this, you're going to have people that, are going to gravitate toward, you know, the celebrity. There's some people that get really starstruck. And quite honestly, and I'll say it again, I mean, there's some, whenever a little, whenever a black girl or woman accuses a powerful man of something of this nature, you're always going to have people that are going to instantly side with the powerful male. And I don't know what that is. You know, it's almost like a reflex in the minds of some people. I think for some people, it's their own personal circumstances, things that happened to them. And so they project it onto onto whatever scenario that people are dealing with at the time. And, uh, you know, it's quite sad. It's quite sad. You know, if, if you want to get away with raping, robbing, kidnapping a certain demographic and you want to get away with it, then choose black girls and black women. And that's a, that's the saddest thing about all of this. I have no tears for R Kelly. I'll say it again. He was found guilty on all charges. Uh, the government went after him with some new ish, some new ish, they came at him like, you know, he was he was with the black mafia family. And literally, and charges included racketeering, sex trafficking, kidnapping, bribery, sexual exploitation of a child, and the violation of the Man Act, which is a federal law that criminalizes when you transport um, a woman or a girl uh, for the purposes of prostitution or debauchery or um, other immoral purposes. Like, that's the, the letter of the law. And they came at him like he was on some old criminal enterprise type stuff because he was using his handlers and his staffers and his managers and all the people that waited and worked for him. He was using them um, to ensnare um, underage girls. And in one case, at least one case, an underage boy as well. So as I said before, I'll take it from the top. This is how I feel about it. Grown folks do what grown folks do. I don't really care about what other grown folks do. If you want to go live with R. Kelly and be his girlfriend or his boyfriend and everything he tells you to do, you do and 
If he tells you to dance on one leg and, and bark like a dog and you want to do that, go right ahead. I'm happy for you found your place in life. Uh, for me, when you start talking about underage individuals and forcing people and rape and things like that, that's when it becomes a problem for the larger society. As a human being, man, I've seen some freaky stuff out there. There's people that like dress up like as babies. They're like grownups, but they live their lives as, as, as infants, diapers, the whole nine yards. And like their spouses will take care of them. And it's like some old weird fetish type ish. Not for me. I'm not going to tap into it. Uh, that's one OnlyFans page I'll never go to. But if you want to live your life like that as a as an adult, go right ahead. Do you. Do you. Uh, however, when you become a menace to society is when you start to use your influence as some big time celebrity to ensnare uh, underage people. That's when it becomes a problem. That's when it becomes a problem. And a lot of people last night were like, well, what about the parents? The parents were not on trial. You know, maybe in the court of public opinion, we should have that conversation. And I'm open to it. But the parents were not on trial. R. Kelly was on trial. And then some folks brought up Bill Cosby last night as well. I don't give a damn about Bill Cosby. He should have burned in hell. I hope he burns in hell, period. If Bill Cosby was still in jail, so what? Uh, there's a question now about should R. Kelly music be banned off of streaming services, which I think is something we can talk about. Uh, do you believe that R. Kelly was like the victim of some kind of grand conspiracy? And I had to lay it out there. You know, the reality is that this is really complex on some levels when you talk to black Americans because of the history of the so-called justice system. You know what I'm saying? Anybody in America can get this. Now you don't just have to be black. Anybody in America can get caught up in the so-called American justice system and find yourself behind bars or on death row. You can get executed in this country and didn't even commit the crime. But if you're black it's more likely that that might happen. I don't think there's anybody out there that might disagree with that. And if you do, you can call in and I can set you straight at five, one, three, a seven three seven one three four. We already know the realities of it. You know, you, that's why I don't like to go to the courthouse. I don't even like to go to the courthouse with other people because I can just be standing down there and I feel like any old dumbass thing can happen. Anything can happen. So that definitely is a part of I think in the brains of some people when they look and they judge like high profile people like Bill Cosby and in this case R. Kelly going to jail and stuff there's always going to be an element of the com of the community that's going to be like hmm they just trying to get another black man and like i said with cointel pro which never ended cointel pro extended beyond just civil rights activists the federal government the fbi were surveilling black entertainers as well following them surveilling them trying to make sure to see if they're going to have something they used to follow jim brown all around of course, Jim Brown was intertwined with the civil rights struggle as well. But, you know, even for black entertainers back in the day, that had nothing to do with it. They were being followed by the FBI because the FBI was afraid that they might they might mess around and spark a revolution. Right. And so we know this is real. And COINTELPRO is happening right now. You know, it just it just kind of changed. They're still surveilling people. They probably surveilling Black Lives Matter activists. If you were activists in whatever city and being and you're loud about it, they're probably surveilling you, too anti-war protesters back when uh, baby Bush was in office. So this ain't nothing new. This is definitely a part of the equation. However, you know, as I say it again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I stopped effing with R. Kelly over a decade ago, man. Over a decade ago. I don't, I don't roll like that. It's just some things that a man has to have a standard for. And, um, you know, even before I had children, it was way before my daughter was even born. I don't roll like that. 
I don't play no R. Kelly music. I don't, I don't need R. Kelly music. And so any, 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 and that goes some folks say, I'm going to listen to what I want to listen to. You can do you. Go right ahead. You, you sound like a fucking, you can drive around with clown makeup on too. Go right ahead. Do you. You know what I'm saying? Every man is different. Every man, every one man is different. There might be some women out there like, you know what? I love 12 play. I'm going to keep bumping 12 play. I love stepping in the name of love. Uh-huh. You keep doing that, sis. You go right ahead and do you. Uh, for me and mines, we we hold ourselves to a different standard. So I don't give a damn about Bill Cosby show. If I never watch it again, I ain't missing nothing. If I never listen to R. Kelly again, I'm not missing anything. And, you know, life is much more rich than a couple of artists out here. That's just me. But how do you feel about it? At 513-873-7134. Good morning to you. Talk to me. What's on your brains this morning? I want to get your thoughts about any residual thoughts. Uh, anything come to you overnight? Sharp writes, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. He's in the Chop Shop. Good morning to you, Chop. Uh, Sharp, good morning to you, Chop. Sharp, good morning to you. <laughs> W writes, are Kelly poo eating videos are viral right now, are they? Yeah. Well, I don't need to watch it. You can just break it. In fact, don't even break it down for me. I don't even need a synopsis. I don't need it. Uh, do you think that R. Kelly music should be banned off of streaming services? Is there any history for this? Is there a rationale for this? I remember for a short time, for some time, you know, after our, Bill Cosby was convicted, they took him off of Netflix. They took him off of the streaming services. You couldn't even find the Cosby show. I'm not even sure if it's on there now. Hold on. Let me check on Netflix. I'm not even sure if it's on there now. I think they took him off. Like, you know what? We ain't, we ain't rocking with you, Bill. I'm not on every streaming service. Does NBC have a streaming service? Let me see. It's not on Netflix. Let me see if it's on uh, Prime Video because they got every like, thing on there. Let me see real quick. I don't know. Cosby. The Cosby show. Okay, so yeah, they got it on here. They got it on uh, Prime Video, so you can still watch the pedophile. I'm sorry, not a pedophile. You can still watch the predator acting like he's not a predator. You can still watch it. Good morning to you. 513-873-7134. Ironically, that is a clip from a movie called Predator. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> Anybody up to that? That's old school. Old school. Old school. Ironically. I do these. This is the way my brain works sometimes. Uh, we like to call it flow. Brandy writes greetings. Hey, good morning to you, Brandy. Thank you for being here. Good morning to you. Daryl writes, uh, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. What's up, Daryl? What's up? What's up? What's up? Charles writes, Grand Risings, Nate and the Choppers. Good morning to you. Mrs. Love Being Black writes, good morning, fellow beautiful smart choppers. Good morning to you. Jerome writes, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good morning to you. Brandy writes, good morning. Hurry up weekend. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Hurry up weekend. Damn, Brandy, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Damn, we just got started. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, though. Nat writes, good Tuesday, Choppers. Good morning to you, Nat, as always. Anthony writes, morning, Chop Shops. Good morning to you. Good morning. Nikki writes, good morning, Nate and the family. Everybody looking so great. My people looking good on their on profile pics here. It's beautiful. Look like y'all eating right. Good. Anthony writes, uh, like and share, fam. Absolutely. Thank you for the reminder. Deborah writes, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good morning to you. Grizz Biz writes, morning, peoples. You choppers are something else. I commented on the subject, and one of you jokers reported me. 
I don't think y'all were hunted like y'all claim. BMF isn't glorifying the lifestyle with this. It's telling a story of how it came to be. Uh, how it came to be. I don't see nobody screaming that for the other 50 cent series, Powers and Raising Canaan. A case of picking and choosing what gets our juices going, typical Christian thinking and judging. Uh, he says some, well, let me, let me break this all down, Grizz, and good morning to you, brother. Welcome. Come on in. He writes, uh, one of the choppers reported you. Really? I would find that to be, well, again, I can't vouch for anybody else if that's what you say. Uh, you So you say that this new BMF series isn't glorifying. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Because from where I'm sitting, not, it looks like glorifying on some levels. And, I, and again, this is what they do. This is what Hollywood does. You, what you got to understand is on some levels, Hollywood is completely out of ideas. That's the reason why the biggest thing coming out of Hollywood right now are old ideas. I'm talking about the Marvel series. The biggest thing coming out of Hollywood right now is old shit. Comic books have been around for 40 fucking years. Black Panther, Wakanda, that was written 25, 30 years ago. But Hollywood is so, uh, you know, at the bottom of the tank when it comes to good ideas. And now they have to mine old stuff in order to get people to get to movie theaters. Like I said, this the Avengers, all this shit been out for 30 years. This ain't new. None of that is new. You know what I'm saying? People like me that used to read the comic books, all this kind of shit. This shit was a long time ago. Long, long, long time ago. And so, you know, Hollywood and, and the world of entertainment is searching for good ideas. And I know this because I watch a lot of these YouTube channels like Vlad TV. And you got this crossover appeal with hip hop, which is always a good way to connect with the audience and to connect with the youth. Because the youth love the music, they love the culture. And we already know that dope culture, drug culture, and hip-hop have been intertwined. You know, some of these hip-hop dudes was looking up to the dope dealers, and that's what he was getting their styles from. This has been well-documented. I don't want to go over the history. This has been well, well-documented. And, you know, the black mafia family, as I understand it, these guys were responsible for not only about a dozen or so murders, many of them unsolved, but also moving a whole lot of cocaine in Detroit and surrounding areas. Now, who do you think was consuming these, 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 the drugs? Who do you think they were selling to, Griggs? Probably people that look just like you and me. Look just, they were selling to the black family. That's what they was. But because, you know, we live in a culture where the ends justify the means and everybody's caught up with materialism, you throw a couple, you know, dookie gold rope chains and some furs and a brother getting out of a Cadillac, all of a sudden it don't matter how he made it. Don't matter anymore. I'm just asking the question, you know, I'm just saying, you know, is this further glorification of poison dealers? Because that's what drugs have been to the black community, poison. But like I said, you know, we live in a world where if you get some fret, you get a nice fit. You got some, oh, that's real gold. Stepping out of a nice little ride. It don't matter. It don't matter. But I know how Hollywood works and I've read about it extensively. I haven't seen the series yet. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to plug in or not. I may just because I've been talking about it and I can report back on it. But I'm just asking you, is, is this glorifying drug dealers in the black community? Because what makes these brothers so special? The only thing that made them special is they had a lot of money. If, if the black mafia family didn't make a lot of money and wasn't flashy with it and, and didn't have uh, big houses and rings and jewels and cars nobody they just be regular negroes nobody would give a damn 
The only thing special about them was that they were selling drugs and had a lot of money. Grizz, come on now. Let's be real, ho. Real. If we're going to have this conversation, let's be real about it. It's a whole lot of black narratives. There's a whole lot of black narratives in, that we could be telling or somebody could be telling. And I guess the way it works is like, you know, hey, 50 and the creators decide to make this because they smart. They know how America works. Don't nobody want to hear about some boring ass black entrepreneur inventor. We want to hear about the dope dealers. We want to hear about that excitement, that sizzle. It's smart. But don't get it twisted, Grizz. The only thing special about the Black Mafia family is that they were selling dope to other black people and they made a lot of money. If you take that from the equation, they're ordinary Negroes and don't nobody want to hear that story. So please stop, bro. Come on now. Let's keep it 100. We're going to have this conversation. This is a chop shot. We keep it 100 here. We keep it 100 here. And I've read about how they are talking about, you know, the... It's about family and loyalty. That's what happens when you get good writers. You know, it's got to be, they've got to, they've got to have more, um, they got to have more pillars to it than just adult because then people say, oh, it's just straight up glorification. They got to make it about family. It's the white man, right? It was all that was left for them to do was sell dope to their own people. I get it. I've heard that before. (laughs) I've heard that before. Uh, Again, I want to hear your thoughts about it. I gave you a little bit of my thoughts. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. What up, Miss Grizz? Hey, what up, Grizz? Man, uh, first of all, I'm giving you props. You know, it runs in the family. You got your brother on the show, your cousin. So I appreciate what you're doing, and I look at you every morning. You know, actually giving some ideas too. I pick up where you drop, pick up what you be putting down. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. Uh, but the topic you're talking about today, man, the BMF. I know a couple guys in Atlanta. It's in the music business that's actually part of the organization, man. And I don't think it's glorifying. I think the glorifying part comes in with you saying about how we as uh, see it before it hit the show. Because you see all these drug dealers and cats with money in the hood before it even hit the, hit the show. So everybody want to powder themselves after that. But my thing is, where did they get that idea from from the first place? And you just mentioned it. The white folks, they've been doing this stuff for a long time, man. Nobody says they're glorifying it. Nobody says this uh, 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 when these godfathers, I'm pretty sure at the top of your brain, you can name off the top 10 gangster movies in history. I bet you can right now. What's the number one? Number one. A lot of people are going to say Scarface or Godfather. Scarface or Godfather. So I don't think it's a, uh, 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 a black thing, man. I think it's just a thing, and we gravitate to it because I think because uh, we are, I don't want to say our opportunities are different what they are. We have a lot stacked against us, so um, I just don't think it's glorifying it, man. I think it's just what happened with these cats, and this is a story, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, ain't nothing special about it, the money, uh, uh, might be special, but even though they was doing what they was doing, they still was still supplying and putting people on. I'm just keeping it 100. They still was putting people on, people on. Some people went on to do great things as far as business, music, industry, and so forth. So I don't think it's glorifying, man. I don't, I don't think it's glorifying. I can see what you're pointing, how you would think that, but I don't think it's glorifying, man. I think it's just telling the story. This is how it was. 
Okay. All right, Grizz, man, I appreciate you, you know bro. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. No doubt. Yep, take it easy. That's Grizz no right there. He's yes, got a podcast called Grizz, My Two Cents. Check him out. Check him out. They're on YouTube. They're on Facebook um, with some good brothers, you know, on, on, a, on a very similar track as my own. You know, great minds think alike. So uh, check him out. You say he doesn't think it's glorifying, huh? That's what I'm asking. You know, you got this new BMF series coming out, Black Mafia Family. I've been hearing about him and hearing about him. You know, I was this close to having an author on. As a matter of fact, since I'm talking about, I think I'm going to reach out to the author and bring him on. There's a book about the Black Mafia family. Big Meech is in jail right now. Just to give you some some background on it, and then we got a call on the line. I'm going to go bring, bring the caller on. Uh, Big Meech was uh, denied parole uh, through his lawyers. He tried to get parole early this year, claiming that because of the COVID-19 pandemic that his life was at risk. And the judge said, no, Negra. And so he's still locked up right now. A lot of celebrities have come out and said they should be out and things like that. And I'm not telling you I know all the details. I wouldn't be surprised if on some levels they might be doing time for some things that they didn't even commit the crime for. But, you know, you know, Grizz just said he put a lot of people on. But through the poison that they were selling to the community up in Detroit and surrounding areas, they put a lot of people under, too, like under the ground, like six feet under. So, you know, you got this new series coming out. He's right. America loves crime tales. We love to hear crime tales and big money tales. We love that. So it's not particular to the black community, the whole gangster thing. We know it's larger than that. But this is. This is. And I want to know, do you think this is glorifying drug dealers in the black community? Got a brand new series coming out. One of the, it's going to be on stars for my people that got stars. I'm sure people are going to love it. It's from, it's from 50 Cent. Right. It's damn near like 50 cent story. So I get it. I'm not I'm not mad at him. I just want to have a conversation. And you tell me what you think. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yo, yo. Hello. Hello. Everybody? Yeah, you on. What's up, brother? What's your name? Hey, hey what's up? What's happening, Nate? What's happening, Nate? Hey. What's up, man? Who am I hey. speaking with? Hey, I got a question. This is K-9. K-9. Okay. What's up, man? Yeah. Are we still looking at Weinstein movies. Weinstein movies. Yeah. Like Harvey Weinstein. Isn't that the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Are we, yeah, I'm sure are they we are. still looking at his movies? Yeah. Yeah. So why do we have to ban our people and we're still listening to we're looking at Weinstein movies? So you're answering See, the question, should R. Kelly music be banned off streaming services? Right. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. Like, why do we have to ban ours and we still have to watch his movies? Right? We, we're so critical of our people and it's like, it's almost like it's a uh, it's a brainwash, right? It's almost like we have to be cognizant of what they're doing to us. We, we can't just be like, okay, we're the bad people, right? We're, we're the bad guys, but yet we still watching Weinstein and or whoever, whatever his name was that makes all the movies and was, you know, accused of doing all those things. And they just kind of pushed it under the rug. But they pushed out Bill Cosby. They pushed out R. Kelly. They want to continue to make us the enemy, right? We're always the ones that they want to use as the bad guy. But yet we didn't, it didn't just start with us. So why are we still watching his movie? 
why do we have to stop listening to R. Kelly or watching Bill Cosby and we're still watching his movie? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I think- and and, and that's, that to me is almost kind of like a brainwash. It's like you, you got to keep making us the villain and forget about what they've done, right? Because what is it? What, it doesn't matter. Black lives doesn't matter. Right, we we have to continue to push the envelope to where we're looked at more crucially than they are, and they're doing the same thing. And there no no one's no one's rooting for them to be taken off the air or eliminating the movies. And I'm not saying that I agree or I, I you know what the, what the what, whatever crime they're being accused of, but I'm saying. It's fair and equal treatment. It's the same. It's the same scenario. We're always pushed to the propaganda that we have to hate ourselves or we have to hate what we've done, but ignore what they're doing. I just want. I just want to get your comments about that because I see it all. We we see it all the time. I mean, a lot of us we get kind of you know lost in the sauce. We get brainwashed, but. They still do the crimes as well, but we're not being critical of them. And that's that's what I have to say about that, Nate. I just I just want to get your input on that because, yeah, I mean, two wrongs don't make it right, but let's call it what we see it: a spade is a spade. I understand, brother. Thanks for the call. I, I'll, I'll respond once you hang up. That's K nine checking in. Good to hear from you, man. Don't be a stranger. So um, I feel like that was apples and oranges. I really do. I, I just don't see the connection between R. Kelly as an artist who was the artist writing, singing in the videos and talking about sexually explicit stuff, right? And Harvey Weinstein, who was a producer. But let's talk about Harvey Weinstein. Back in 2017, he was kicked out of the Producers Guild. He'll never produce another movie. Right. There were a lot of women out there, a lot of people out there that were talking about boycotting Harvey Weinstein from the industry. He's been blackballed. No matter what happens legally, he's done for. Um, I don't see him as a producer. He's not on the screen. I don't see him as a producer or let's say he was the executive at the movie theater that green lighted a project. I don't see that the same as R. Kelly, the artist who is the face up front and center, the voice, the performer. And he's doing sexually explicit stuff. I, I feel like that's apples and oranges. But just to, just to be clear, man, the industry has already responded to Harvey Weinstein. He'll never work a day in his life. He's been blackballed. Uh, he's been blacklisted. And um, his reputation never be the same. Personally, I believe a lot of what these women are saying because I don't think that anybody would come forward and say these things and put themselves in that scenario. That's an embarrassing thing to admit that somebody took advantage of you sexually, man or woman no matter who it is. So I don't think that people will come forward and generally speaking and admit something like that unless there's an element of truth. But, you know, that's my, that's my comment. I just think it's kind of apples and oranges, the connection there. And then the other thing we got to be careful of is because of the history of racism, that don't give black uh, predators or criminals a pass. I don't give you no pass. You don't get a pass because of the history and legacy of racism. Hell no. You don't get no pass. I'm not giving R. Kelly a pass because of what Harvey Weinstein did. No, I'm a judge individually. Um, I only asked that question because that's a question that was put out there. I read it on Variety 
Variety Magazine, Should R. Kelly's Music Be Banned? Came out yesterday at about 3.20 p.m. And there are people out here that are trying to get Spotify and Apple Music to ban um, his music from being streamed on those services. So I throw the question to you. For me, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how I really, like, the way I feel, I'm, I'm indifferent, quite honestly, at this point. But somebody might call in and say something. Come on in here, buddy. Somebody might call in here and say something that sways me. But I'm indifferent. You're going to show You're going to say good morning to the people. Good morning, people. And this, this is a jelly, um, a jellyfish. That's a jellyfish. Okay, I see it. You made that yesterday? Yeah. Good. How'd you sleep? Good. Come here. I love you. It, actually, it was a pumpkin, but then it broke, so I just made it into a Your jellyfish. mother just cleaned you up. You smell great. Yeah. Good. Have a great day. I love you. Yeah, that's Junior. So, where was I? What was my train of thought here? What was I saying? Yeah, yeah, I was saying I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent to it. So, if I read that R. Kelly's music is banned off of Spotify and Apple, I don't care. Because I'm not listening to it anyway. I don't really stream a lot of music. I Generally, these days, I listen to exactly what I want to listen to. When I'm in a music, in a mood for a certain artist or a certain song, that's what I listen to. I don't really when I worked in commercial radio, I didn't listen to commercial radio. I just that's just not really my thing. Not to hate on anybody. I would tune in from time to time to support my people, my colleagues when things were going on or whatnot. But I don't really listen. I, I listen to what I want to listen to exactly when I want to listen to it. You know, sometimes I'm in the mood for a certain song or certain artist. Then I listen to it. Other than that, I don't listen to music. So I don't care if R. Kelly is on Apple or Spotify because I won't know. If they ban whoever artists on there, I would have no idea unless I went looking for it. So I think my daughter has a Spotify account, so she listens to it in her room. But she, I never hear her listen to R. Kelly. She ain't really hip to that. But what do you think? Uh, Wanda writes, good morning. Uh, Daryl writes, I understand the appeal of shows of nature, but we have other stories to tell. There's a certain glorification of drug culture with so many shows with this thing. Right. Right. It's certainly. Hold on one second. Right. Right. Okay. I see you. Okay. Medium Buddha, are we going to school like that? All right, wifey. I see you. We looking, we looking good over here. Okay. <laughs> he said he's not okay with it. <laughs> he said I'm not. My son just told my daughter I'm not okay with what she has on. Huh? She's showing a little bit of belly. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm okay with the belly showing either. Are you okay with that? Uh huh. You freeing yourself for some things, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles writes, uh, "No tears for R. Kelly. No damn tears for R. Kelly, and no tears for R. Kelly supporters. R. Kelly supporters have been enablers, just like Bill Cosby supporters. Running around here arguing dumbish." I, I, R. Kelly was being set up. These women wanted it. What about the parents? Man, what about the perpetrator? What about the creep in the middle? And that was R. Kelly. I don't have any tears for him. And, you know, it is what it is. He might get out on the technicality like Bill Collins before all we know. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tiffany writes, good morning. Good morning to you, Tiffany. Dale writes, uh, I am, but to each his or own. I didn't watch any of his stuff. Dude is foul. Uh, Kruther writes, good morning. Good morning to you. 
Wanda Rice, I will always listen to his music. He's a great artist. Okay, Wanda, do you. Do you. Um, I don't care about great artists. There, there, there's no music in the world that would get me to compromise my integrity. There's no, there's no artist that's ever been created that would ever get me to compromise my integrity. But I just look at it that way. Don't mean you have to look at it that way. So I appreciate you being honest. I appreciate you being honest in here. I appreciate that. This is the Chop Shop. Andriel writes, uh, good morning, Aiden friends. Jared writes, good morning, team and I. Good morning to you, Jared. Sarah writes, Grand Risings family. Charles writes, I just asked people who still support R. Kelly and what if it was your underage daughter? We already know. If it was a family member or somebody of a, of a fan, they're going to stop being fans. But that's how it is. But see, that's me, though, like, when I look at other people's children, I see my own children. When I look at other people's family, I look at my, I see my own family. Love you too, love. All day? Okay. All right. Uh, when I look at other people's children, I see my own children. So, you know, it's almost as if that could have been my kids. Now, of course, I'm not that kind of parent, but... I just can't get down like that. I, I really, to be honest with you, you know, women can be very sympathetic to a man they perceive to be a powerful man. It's just something about certain women. Again, Wanda, I'm not talking about you at all. I'm just saying in general, so it's not about Wanda. Um, But I've even seen men on here in the chop shop on some, I'm loving me some R. Kelly. I'm going to keep listening to R. Kelly. I just don't understand it. I'm like, is it that serious to you? Like, which of his songs means that much to you? I just, I just don't get it. But, you know, everybody's different. Danny writes, good morning. Good morning to you, Danny. Deshaun writes, uh, people will defend R. Kelly for his music and his fame while being dismissive toward his victims and making excuses. Shameful. You're right. They will. But what, what are you doing? And what about the parents? It don't matter. The only thing that matters is the, the, the creep in the middle. That's what matters. Uh, Brenda writes, good morning. Rhonda writes, I don't think his music should be banned. Okay. Daryl writes, Peacock. Oh, the Peacock Network. Right, 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 right. Thank you, Daryl. All these damn streaming services. It's like you get rid of cable, but then you got to have four or five, three, four streaming services. They all hitting you for 20 bucks a month. You might as well keep the damn cable. But then you can't keep the cable because now you got some stuff that's exclusive on the streaming services. Damn, they always in our pockets. Always. Don Rice, R. Kelly does X-rated shows in order for your daughter to get in, get in to see R. Kelly. She has to go to security, and their parents have to say okay. Bobby Rice, I feel you on R. Kelly, but I don't agree on Bill Cosby. That was a setup to keep him from purchasing that network. Bobby, tell me you joking, bro. Bobby... Tell me you joking. Please tell me you don't believe that nonsense. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Bill Cosby admits during the civil trial that he was raping, that he was drugging women and then sexually taking advantage of them. But somehow it was a plot by NBC to keep him from purchasing the network that he didn't purchase anyway. Bobby, 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 my peoples, my peoples. Let me, let me put, put your, my hands on the microphone, Bobby. Listen close, Bobby. 
That ish is not true, brother. That ish is not true. That is not true at all. There might be some other conspiracies about Bill Cosby, but Bill Cosby committed these crimes. And like I said, if you're a Bill Cosby type, why are you putting anything in a woman's drink? What kind of man wants to have sex with a woman who's unconscious any effing way? I don't get it. Uh, Don writes, uh, when you doing R-rated shows, he's not a predator. What he is is being pursued. What? Are y'all not aware of the case that the government just brought against and successfully made against R. Kelly? The almost a dozen witnesses came forward, some of which were underage, talking about how he manipulated, how he groomed them, how there was a young boy who was underage who talked about how R. Kelly befriended him and groomed him and then sexually exploited him. Y'all must not have seen any of the trial. What are you talking about? F them shows. I'm talking about what he did at his house. In the trailer. The shows is a whole separate thing. And, I, you know, listen, I mean, I'll say it again. You know, there's a lot of men who fantasize about having a, a, a harem. And you want to have dozens of women at your at your at your uh, beck and call sexually. I get it. Matter of fact, Will Smith is in the media. He got a new interview coming out. I think it's in People's Magazine where he admits that finally it comes out that him and Jada had an open relationship. And it was both seeing people inside the marriage and that he was talking with his psychiatrist about how he wanted to get a harem. And he had a list and some of them included several celebrities like Halle Berry and others. I'm telling you, I read this in which he was going to contact them and see if they wanted to be his girlfriends on the side of his marriage. So I get it. I get that impulse as a man. Shit. That sound dope to me too. Okay. Uh, but those are grown folks. We're not talking about underage children. That's a whole nother thing right there, Don. That's a whole nother thing, man. Um, let me see. Regina Rice, good morning, all. Uh, Brandy Rice, I'm ready. Anthony Rice wouldn't care if his music is banned or not. Not my decision to make for other people who want to listen to his music still. Just know I won't support the brother anymore. Sean writes, uh, good morning from the ATL. Hey, what's up with you, Sean? What's up in the ATL, bro? Victor writes, what's up, Nate and the Helichopters? Yeah, I'm incognito. What's up, Victor? <laughs> Pat writes, good morning. Uh, Nat writes, I have no problem banning pedophiles, rapists, but let's ban Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen, and Elvis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Elvis is dead. Woody Allen is, I don't even know if he's alive or not, but he's disgraced. And Harvey Weinstein is, if he's not in jail, he's on his way to jail. He'll never make another movie or be associated with the music industry ever again. He's been completely blackballed, and he'll never work in the industry again. As for his movies, I mean, you know, that he made with him and his brother, I, I think that's a little bit more complicated. Um, but each one has to do what they got to do. Charles Rice, until they ban Elvis, Jerry Lee, losing, Jerry, Lee, Jerry Lee Lewis music, and Roman Polanski movies, they shouldn't ban R. Kelly music. I personally don't listen to it, but I never really did. To each his own. We will have to answer for our own ish. Susan writes, Hollywood is jaded. Hollywood is jaded and doesn't really have a good idea. They don't. The best thing coming out of Hollywood is, oh, shit, Marvel. Marvel been around for 60 years. Some of these stories are 25 years long. Oh, 25 years uh, old. Black Panther was created back in the, what, the 80s? Let me look it up. I remember reading Black Panther when I was a damn kid. 
Um, Black Panther first appeared in the Fantastic Four in 1966. I again, I got hip to Black Panther as a teenager. I was like 12. You're going way back to the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So this ain't nothing new. You know what I'm saying? The Avengers, Fantastic Four, everything they're doing right now, this old shit, old, old stuff. So I just made the point that we talking about the Black Mafia family, among other things, this morning. You got this new series coming out called BMF, Black Mafia Family. It's got a cool name to it, don't it? Black Mafia Family. So, ooh, what is that? And we love, we love gangster tales. We love drug dealing. T- we don't like drug dealers on our block or selling it to our peoples, like our family members. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. But on television, some good rhymes? Oh, we love it. So I just want to know, I mean, do you think that this new series is glorifying drug dealers in the black community? Let me put it another way. Glorifying poison dealers in the black community. Because we all know that the drugs decimated our communities. And listen, before somebody, before some, before I read it, I already know the history of Yes, I know that the government was complicit in dumping drugs in our communities, right? They took out all the hope and then overloaded our communities with dope. So what do you think is going to happen? I get it. I understand it completely. However, the question still stands. It still stands. And I was talking with Grizz earlier. He made some interesting points, but I, I remain unconvinced. I'm unbudged. You know what I'm saying? What makes the black mafia family attractive is the dope dealing and the money and the cars, the lifestyle, and then the intersectionality with hip-hop artists. That's what makes it so interesting. That's what that's that sizzle right there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people grew up hard. A lot of people grew up grew up rough. A lot of people grew up hungry. A lot of people grew up the victims of racist policies. But they didn't turn to dope dealing. There's a lot of stories out there. And again, I'm not hating on it because I understand how media works. It's all about the sizzle. I get it. It's all about that sizzle, 100%. So, But what do you think? 513-873-7134 if you want to share your thoughts this morning. It is a beautiful and tremendous Tuesday. Great to be alive. Great to be with you. Bobby writes, um, it's just funny how they brought this to light years later, right when he was about to make that power move. Let's just say that he did do all, do that to all them women. They knew that years ago. Why did they wait <laughs> until, why did they wait? Wait, wait, wait. Why did they wait to come out with it? That was a setup to bring down his name. Bring, are you talking about Bill Cosby? Are you serious out here, Bobby? Come on, man. Like I said, man, I have never been the victim of any traumatic incidences. I've never been sexually abused or assaulted or anything like that. So I can't really speak on it. What I observe is that when somebody is the victim of a traumatic sexual experience, a traumatic event like that, it can change your brain chemistry. It can change everything about you. And there are people out there that have been date raped, that have been brutally assaulted by everyday average Joes with no name and no money and no nothing. And they never come forward because of the shame. Quite honestly, Bobby, and I'm not picking on you, Bobby, but because of comments from people like you, 
And they feel like when I'm coming forward, people are going to like hit me with more of that shame. And why'd you go there? And why'd you drink a beer? And why'd you go to his room? And on top of already being sexually assaulted, I think that's just too much for certain people. There's men and women who have been sexually assaulted and taken advantage of by everyday average Joes with no name. And they never come forward. Or they don't come forward until they read about somebody else who was sexually assaulted by the same person and then they get some strength out of it and then they come forward. These are what average Joes. Can you imagine if you're talking about one of the most popular men in the country, Bill Cosby, how difficult that might be for somebody, some woman to come forward and admit what happened? Who's she going to turn to? Who's going to believe you? He's he Bill Cosby, uh, going from 1999 going into 2000, never forget it, our culture was doing a whole lot of like all top time millennial list. Bill Cosby was voted by, I think it was TV guy. I'm not even sure they're around anymore. He, he was voted by some publication to be the number one TV dad of all time television history. And then you're going to come forward and say you went to his house and was drinking with him and you know he's married and he drugs you and took advantage of you. I mean, Bobby, just stop and think about how difficult that might be. I can see that being very, very difficult so now i understand when one or two women got the courage to come forward it became like an avalanche you probably had women sitting at home like wait a minute that's my story okay okay now there's more people people will believe me and that's why they came out because like i said there's people that get assaulted by everyday joes who ain't got no name no money no connections no celebrity whatsoever and they're afraid to come forward can you imagine when you're dealing with one of the most popular men on the planet, it's going to be hard as hell for some people to come forward. So that's why, Bobby. That's why. And, you know, in my opinion, Bill Cosby was already discredited. I, I didn't give a damn about no Bill Cosby. He turned his, black on the, his back on the black community a long time ago. I stopped giving a damn about Bill Cosby when he stopped giving a damn about us. When he lost his perspective on our situation, I lost my perspective on him. So F Bill Cosby, he got what he got. Matter of fact, he didn't get what he got. He deserved to still be in jail, but he's a rich man in America and rich people, the technicalities, you know, you can pay a a thousand dollar per hour lawyer or a team of $1,000 per hour lawyers. They got investigators and whole staffs and interns to go over your case every day, all day until they find something. And that's what they did. So I'm just amazed, Bobby, that, um, again, again, not to hit you too hard because I'm not trying to dissuade you from sharing your opinion, but it just amazes me when I hear people say those kind of things. Davis writes, 50 Cent and, and others been wanting BMF in a movie, but a miniseries is too much. They destroyed Detroit and L.A. Hey, what's up, Davis? Well, that's what I've been reading. You know, BMF, man, all I hear about, oh, they, they help Cameron. Oh, they work with Diddy. Oh, they was bankrolling some some artists. I don't give a damn about no poison dealers bankrolling artists. So what? Why why is that more important than the 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 dirt and the poison they was dealing in Detroit and Atlanta and the surrounding areas? Why is that more important? You go on Vlad TV, man. You see people that was associated with BMF. Some of these stories got hundred thousand, a million views. And people are all caught up with the fact that beating Big Meech to the, everybody in Atlanta to the Caribbean. He took 200 people from Atlanta to the Caribbean, and they was living Big Willie style. Everybody had their own cabana. 
It was drug money, though. It was poison money. He was selling selling poison to us, to your mama in there, to your cousins in there. But because, you know, he elbowing with stars and they got furs and all this kind of shit, people lose their... It's like the ends justify the means. Because it's like it's 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 like that American culture, man. It's that almighty dollar, and people who we perceive to have money for whatever reason, we put them up on a vaunted, on some kind of uh, pedestal like that means something. Same thing with the dope dealers, and I get it, I get it. You when you dealing with the oppressed people in the capitalist society, mofo's be rolling up all in polo and gold and diamonds and jewels, and you got the baddest chicks from the neighborhood. In the passenger side of your two-seater, you know what I'm saying? Making way more money than everybody's mamas and daddies in the neighborhood combined. That can be attractive to a lot of people. But let's not act like that's not an element of glorification. Let's not act like there's not an element of glorification. Because to me, what makes BMF such a unique story is the fact that they were selling dope and had a lot of money. If you take the dope and the money out, they just regular Negroes trying to make it in America. That's what makes it so attractive is that they they rose to prominence in the hood, right, and was living good. And like I told you, you know, there was a there was a cross there was a crossover with with the dope dealers. And we all know that 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 the early hip hop artist was looking at the neighborhood dope dealers and emulating their styles. We already know that this ain't nothing new. So, I mean, to me, this is easy. I mean, the question, the answer is easy. Is this glorifying drug dealers in the black community? Absolutely it is. Tell me I'm wrong. 513, I'm open to it. I want to hear your thoughts on it. 513-873-7134. Now, the other side of it is, you know, should we not tell our gangster tales? You know what I'm saying? Black folks got gangster tales. I mean, shit, Bumpy. Didn't uh, Denzel play the gangster? What was he played? Bumpy Johnson, I think it was, something like that. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, he's got a series right now. I think he plays Bumpy Johnson as well, and there's this crossover section with Malcolm X and, you know, this whole narrative that they are, they're building around it. You know, I've watched a couple episodes. Okay, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but is that glorification or just repackaging our stories? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you think anyway. Davis writes, uh, Big Meech ain't out yet, but a lot of big rappers owe him so much money. Angela writes, uh, yeah, right, because Elvis married Priscilla, and she definitely was underage, but they don't talk about their so-called king, white privilege in America, period. Yeah, but we also can't prosecute Elvis because Elvis is dead. Elvis is dead. And... That was a different time. Like, that was a whole different time. I don't know. I think that's different. Anthony writes, I don't have a problem with shows like this. Regardless of the story, it's a piece of how some of us in the black community try to survive and navigate our America. Also, what is the difference between BMF movies and Al Capone and Bonnie and Clyde? Well, one big difference is they're black. That's one big difference. You know, I don't remember Bonnie and Clyde didn't sell dope in Detroit. I don't know. Maybe they did. Al Capone was running uh, alcohol to white folks and others, too. We know that. And BMF was selling dope straight to the black community. That's, that's the difference. That's the difference. Is there a difference? That's the difference in my mind. Jesse writes, uh, they also had a record company. They signed Jizzy, Jeezy, and Fabulous. They did. They did. 
They absolutely did. And I guess, again, it's that intersectionality with hip hop that has has further added to the mythology of BMF. Got all these books written about them and then people on these YouTube channels talking about them, you know, Vlad TV, Art of Dialogue and others. It's like people are really caught up with it. And then the YouTubers and have have did they roll in sort of like building up the mythology of it. 50 Cent was smart. He was like, oh, shit, y'all want this? I'll give it to you. I get it. I get it. TNT writes fast money. Daryl writes, uh, this is America's appetite for violence. Falls in line with everything else. Means justify the ends. Victor writes, but they destroyed more black families than they helped. That one. Did BMF destroy more black families than they helped? I mean, I guess we had to tap in with some of my brothers on the ground in Detroit and Atlanta to really get to, to the bottom of it. I mean, from a distance, just thinking about it, one would say, yeah, obviously they did. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, we love a gangster tale. Some of my favorite gangster movies, I didn't. Godfather was cool. That wasn't my favorite. My favorite was Casino. I thought Casino was dope. Goodfellas, things like that. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. America loves these tales of drugs and violence and lawlessness, right? It feeds into our fantasies about what we might do. And what we might fantasize about doing, right? And we love a tale about fast money. We love a tale about fast money. By we, I mean all of us, black, white, or whatever. We love a tale about some fast money. It's exciting to us, right? They spend all, they spend the whole movie glorifying to come up by any means necessary. And then the dope dealer goes to jail on the end. And it's like, I, for me, most people aren't looking at that like, oh, that's cautionary. Most people are like, oh, you was dumb, man. If it was me, you should have did this. If it was me, I'd do this. I wouldn't get caught. That's how I look at it. Uh, Susan writes, all of all of it is rebirth black exploitation. if we call a thing what it is. Hmm. Victor writes, uh, he should have been denied parole. Uh, Davis writes, 50 Cent story is fake. He's an FBI informant. He hates his black son, and his music is terrible. <laughs> Damn. Tracy writes, 50 Cent has two shows that are popular, and they both deal with selling drugs. Right. They do. Krutha writes, uh, was R. Kelly training those young people? Um, oh, okay, you're going back to yesterday. Um, I don't know. I mean, he was definitely grooming them. He definitely was. And on some levels, he was training them. He had an older woman who was in her 40s, and she was grooming and training the young girls. Yeah, he was. Uh, TNT writes, uh, who's still watching his movies? My Harvey Weinstein, I mean, I don't even know if I am watching a Harvey Weinstein movie these days. I have no idea. I guess at the very beginning, they'll, they'll run the logo, Weinstein Productions. I think it was him and his brother or something like that. But uh, whoever watched the movie because Harvey Weinstein produced it, I, I can't remember ever doing that. Davis writes, Weinstein is no longer a part of his family media group. They fired him, took his power, and removed his name. That would be smart, changed the whole name. Uh, Victor writes, can we get Garrison to call in? <laughs> I don't think. I think he's called in once or twice years ago. You know what I'm saying? Um, he ain't really checking for me. Kush writes, uh, good morning, Nate in the Choppers. Good morning to you, Kush. Good morning to you. Uh, let me see. Don writes, uh, what about Charlie Sheen? He raped Heather Locklear and then gave her AIDS. What about her? I don't understand the point, Don. What about her? Uh, what's your point? I have no idea. Uh, Don writes, uh, there was also another Hollywood producer that did exactly the same thing, Roman Polanski. 
Ronda writes, I believe they got raped. That's terrible. Davis writes, tell it, Nate. Don writes, Roman Polanski was convicted rapist, but yet and still he served not one day. Instead, they went overseas and got Elvish clever, but left Roman Polanski. He let it came back that year and received an Academy Award. Davis writes, R. Kelly versus Rick James. <laughs> uh, morning, babe. I think she, I was sending it to the wifey. There's a video of his supporters playing his music outside the courthouse. Is that right? Uh, let me see if I can find this. <laughs> Damn fools. Are you serious? Are you serious? That is the craziest thing ever. <laughs> Here it is. R. Kelly supporters, supporter trolls, prosecutors outside the courtroom. Uh, this is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> People are so silly. You ain't got nothing else to better to do with your time. R. Kelly supporter trolls prosecutors playing his music. So the prosecutors are walking in or either out, and this fool is out here playing his music. You damn fool. Go sit your ass down. <laughs> hey, it's America. I guess he can do that. This is right, right? Damn fool. What he what I look like doing something like that. Uh let me see. Uh uh, Davis Rice, uh, smart guy. I think he's my son. He was in here. Nikki Rice, good morning. Uh, TNT Rice, his music can never be completely banned because, right. Nikki Rice, such a cute jellyfish. Yeah, he has to show off. Victor writes, uh, I think that it's up to each individual. If you like his music, then you should listen to it. Uh, I mean, ultimately, but let me go a step further than that. Yeah, I, oh. Why? I don't understand why. Now, maybe some people can separate the man from the music. I can't. I can't separate the man from the music. I can't. You know, the man and the music are intertwined. You know what I'm saying? He sold himself with the music. I just can't. Especially the more sexually explicit music. Like, you know, if it's more, let's say it's I Believe I Can Fly or something that's inspirational. Maybe. Maybe, but his more sexually explicit stuff, it's like I know who he was talking to and what he was talking about. It's got a whole different feel to me now. So, hmm. Oh, no. Nat writes black celebrity culture sells like hotcakes, and we know that black criminals will be treated differently than white criminals. Hashtag history. Sean writes uh, if they don't, if they didn't ban Elvis or Jerry Lee Lewis or Michael Jackson, then don't ban R. Kelly music. If you don't like it, don't play it, don't listen to it. This whole Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee music, I don't know what fuck. That, I'm both of those men dead, so I don't know what the point is there. Uh, Michael Jackson, that's debatable. Uh, he did pay off that settlement, but he was never found guilty in a criminal child. But you can make what you want out of civil stuff. Um, again, this, this comes up because there's some people right now putting pressure on Spotify and Apple Music to stop streaming to not to to not to stop streaming R Kelly's music on those platforms. Maybe YouTube will do the same thing. I don't know. But I want to know what you think about it since we are the consumers. You tell me. Charles writes good morning. Don writes uh what do you think the industry is corrupt but yet you get very little information about what is being made within the media. Don writes Nate think of it this way. The money made from his material supported his lifestyle and others to look the other way while conducting predatory behavior. (laughs) 
Susan writes, uh, I'm indifferent also. also. Honestly, an R. Kelly music band equals censorship. I think we'd all sh- we should all be able to make our own choices regarding what we choose to consume in terms of entertainment within legal parameters, period. Because where will such censorship stop? Uh, Davis Rice Child, it's other black male musicians with mu- musicians with great music. Avant, Genuine, Key Sweat, and they ain't singing porn. Singing porn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could care less about R. Kelly. Don't drop the soap. Eloise is in the house. Eloise, she writes, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, Pamela writes, good morning, Ain't the Choppers. La- last day in jail. What? You was in Facebook jail? And Ray Rice Rising's all, what? You was in Facebook jail? What the hell? What what they doing to my peoples, man? What are they doing to my peoples? Let me take a quick pause, man. Just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Nathan Ivey Show where nothing is funnier than the truth. Men are allowed to be men. And sucker MCs get dealt with. We'll be right back and continue the conversation right after this. You never feel the way I feel. You don't know if my love is real. Baby, listen to me. Here's the deal. When you're not here, I'm not the same. I'm needing a new chapter. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Just a couple of minutes to recharge a little bit. 
Good morning to you. Let's get back to the conversation. There's a brand new uh, series coming on Stars. It's called uh, Black Mafia Black Mafia Family, which is based upon uh, a criminal organization that was based out of Detroit. And uh, I want to get your thoughts about it. Is it glorifying drug dealers in the black community? Also, what is your opinion about R. Kelly? Some are suggesting that his music be banned off of streaming services like Apple and Spotify. Do you agree with that? We got a call on the line. Let's go straight to it. Good morning and welcome. Hi, buddy. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Welcome. Wonderful to hear. Um, I have no, uh, listen, hood dramas, you know, movies and whatnot, they're like the slave movies to me. I've had my still up. I don't watch them anymore. You know, I'm too old to watch that kind of stuff and really care about it. Uh, You as a consumer are responsible for what you intake. Just like we talked about about last week, about Lil Nas X's music and stuff. You're responsible for that as an adult. You don't have to watch. You know, if if, if he has an audience of people that want to watch that, you know, there's always some 25-year-old diesel dude who want to watch something like that. Me at old enough to be that twenty five year old's dad, I'm not interested in it any anymore. Now I say that knowing full damn well that uh the Sopranos prequel comes out on Friday and I'm grossly looking forward to that. I can't wait. I'll, if 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 what's they the release difference? it at midnight, I'm going Huh? I said what's the difference? Cause it's somebody else's culture being portrayed as assholes, not mine. That means that uh, means a lot to me, and the Italians don't like that kind of stuff either about their culture. What that was Rudy Giuliani's whole mission as the New York City mayor to end the mafia, bring them down, and he pretty much did with the help of the feds. But he pretty much did. You know, you can say what you want about him as you know a presidential candidate and what he's done after, but that's his legacy. He took down the mafia, a fellow Italian. Am I right or wrong? You're right. So, you know, people, I, I, all people have uh, problems, you know, with their culture being portrayed a certain way in movies and film and, 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 and media. You know, that's going to happen. But like I said, part of the reason I'm going to watch that, that, that Sopranos prequel is because, you know, it, it, it's not my culture. And two, you know, it was kind of, you know, the Sopranos, I kind of got into it before. You know, I've had this recent ethos uh, about hood movies and slave movies. You know, Sopranos ended in what, 06, 2006? Yeah, 15 years ago. You know, a lot's changed in 15 years with my mentality, but by everything, you know what I mean? So, um, but as far as Weinstein movies, I mean, people saying don't watch those, then they, 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 that means you're not watching Paid in Full, the movie with, my, uh, with Mackay Pfeiffer and Wood Harrison, Cameron. That was a Weinstein movie or his, 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 you know, I don't know who actually gets the credit, but he was involved with that because Dame Dash famously beat him up or put hands on him for disrespecting a woman on set. So there's that. But I, I, I you know, as far as streaming services, canceling R. Kelly, I, I mean, I, I don't care if they do or don't. I'm not going to be, you know, I, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to go looking up his music because of what he's been involved in and whatnot. 
But at the same time, I doubt if one of his songs came on the radio, I'm going to leave the room. I probably just probably won't just you know you know actively listen to it. Just know it's in the background. Will you dance to it? So, is you out somewhere? R. Kelly comes on, and you dancing to it? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dance. I two, I got a mean ass two step. Well, will you two step to uh, it? I doubt I. Uh, I, again, I I doubt it. I mean, I have to see what happens if I'm in that situation, but I don't see a situation where, I'll, you know, other than maybe a wedding reception, and I don't have any of those on the horizon anytime soon. I don't see why I would dance to it if they're playing it there. I mean, you know, just, it, it, you know, that's just, you know, to each his own as far as that. But but me, I ain't rocking with dude. I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of with you. You know, our daughters are around the same age. You know what I'm saying? So it's just certain stuff I'm just not just about to be a part of. But uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, as far as last night, what you had said with, 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 that, with that I thought was weird when you had said that, you know, I know what you were talking about. He broke her into the music industry. We got that. But the point was, I felt that that was a poor choice of words because he had women breaking in the young girl. And I was just like, ah, Nathan, you know, you're a talk guy. You've got to choose your words better. That's all. It was just a cringeworthy uh, statement from you. I knew what you meant. I was like, I was just thinking this brother is smart enough and has the, the vocabulary uh, dexterity to choose better words. Yeah, and I knew that's what you all, meant. Brother. I knew what you meant. But my point was, that's your projection. That's your mentality. Don't don't project your See, gutter it, thoughts it, it, on me. It was a projection. That's, it was a projection. That's, that's, you t- you that's, knew that's what I meant. Indignant. You just said you sir, knew what I meant. Sir, and you projected sir, your sir, gutter thoughts sir. into what you said that you knew I meant. So just look at like, leave it like that. No, let's not leave it like that. Why don't you learn to take some goddamn criticism? I'm taking your criticism. You did, you're getting indignant about it. I'm not getting What's indignant. with you? I'm not getting indignant. People but just, listening to you just because you say something don't mean years, I got to validate it, brother. I mean, I heard what you said, people, and I said what I said. Listening to you Stop projecting your gutter old. thoughts into what I'm saying. You knew what I meant. Leave it just like that, period. I've been, I've been there through public radio, commercial radio. And, and I appreciate you, but that I'm don't give you the right to tell me what to say. To you wouldn't even want to listen to me if I was that kind of talk show host. Thank you for the call. You wouldn't want to listen to me if I was that kind of man. You listen to me because I'm the kind of man that I am. I stand on what I said. Stop projecting your gutter thoughts into what I'm saying. You know what I meant and you know what I didn't mean. Leave it at that. All right, simple as that. I, if I was a lesser man and just was weak all with it, you wouldn't want to watch and listen. I wouldn't want to watch and listen to somebody like that. So you get what you get. The, the, the blade cuts both ways. Simple as that. The hell I'm supposed to do? Bend over and fold in because you say something when we start doing that? Come on now, but I appreciate you, brother. And if I think you're right, you're right. And if I think you own some, some other ish, I'm going to say that. I know where you was coming from. You didn't even have to bring it back up. You're wrong for bringing it back up. Leave it last night. What happened last night, leave it last night. Simple as that. What I'm supposed to do, you write F that. Uh, Nikki writes, uh, he does deserve to be in jail. Speaking of who, Bill and R. Uh, Deshaun is in the house. Good to see you. She writes, good morning, Nathan and all. Good to see you. Uh, Jay Rayford writes, uh, so why don't Caucasians get the same treatment when they do the same thing? Where were you? 
uh, what Caucasians are you talking about? I'm I'm pretty consistent. You know, show me a, a Caucasian artist that has done what R. Kelly was accused and now convicted of. He should get the same damn thing. I don't feel no difference. But that doesn't really matter in the R. Kelly case. The only thing that matters in the R. Kelly case is what R. Kelly did. It don't matter what anybody else did. All that other stuff is just a way to muddy the waters. None of that matters. So I, I understand. I think I understand where you're coming from. Politically Petty Podcast Show is on YouTube. And writes, morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Get to the chopper. Clarence writes, uh, people be out here abusing other people's children and getting away with it. The reason I'm going to smoke this MFR is because he probably doing the same thing he did to me, somebody else's children. To me, it's all about that. You know, it's, it's all connected. You know, I, you, everybody knows you've been listening long enough. I went hard on a Catholic priest, hard in a Catholic town, super hard in the paint, hard on the Boy Scouts. I'm consistent. Anybody that's preying on the elderly, women, anybody weaker than them, children, I, 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 I'm not with it. And I don't give a damn. Let I love Nas. Nas is one of my favorite uh, artists of all time. Let some ish come out about Nas doing something. I damn near stopped listening to Nas because I heard about the abuse he did with Khalees. I, I pumped the brake on that. I, I, choose, I don't have to listen to these creeps. And I love Illmatic. Illmatic is one of the greatest albums of all time, but I believe Khalees. I had to pump the brakes on Nas like, Shh, let me back up on bro, on Buddy over here a little bit because he got a problem. I believe almost every word she said. Victor Rice, Denzel played Frank Lucas. Thank you so much. You're right about that. He did play Frank Lucas. He was okay. He was okay. We think Denzel can play everybody. He can't play damn everybody. He's a damn good actor. One of the best of our age, of our era, should I say. But he can't play everybody. I thought the portrayal of Frank Lewis was just okay. I saw too much Denzel. I saw too much. I think another actor could have brought something more to it, but that was just me. I'm sure Frank Lucas, like if you're Frank Lucas, you want Denzel to play you, right? Uh, Marisha writes, uh, good morning. Now, now, Fame did make an interesting point when he, he, was, he was conflating slave movies and black gangster movies. And it's like, are both a result of, you know, white supremacy? I mean, without, you know, we don't mix no words. The culture of white supremacy. Like, because of culture white white supremacy, we get way too many slave movies. Can the same be said for black, black crime movies as well? Is that fair? Am I, I'm just, am I on the limb on this? Again, I just want to provoke the conversation. You tell me what you think. Charles Rice Denzel played Frank Lucas, who worked for Bumpy Johnson. I believe that to be accurate. Janice Rice, I don't, I just don't want that gangster lifestyle to become our only story. We are so much more, right? Right, 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 right. We are so much more. But you know, damn, I mean, how many black people are in Hollywood and really got what it takes to green light, fund, and then uh, shoot and then distribute a, mu- a movie? It ain't, was it? Tyler is anybody else there there's another brother man who's a super fly producer forget his name saw him on YouTube doing like a little interview thing but I don't even think he has his own studio I mean the only black man that I know that's got his own studio that can bankroll it shoot it and I don't even know if he's got distribution under his control is Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry's bringing back my fucking dia 
That's his cash cow. So I don't know. Clarence Rice glorifying dope. Um, uh, Davis Rice, F. Jeezy, another I hate American black man incel who married an Ethiopian and divorced her for an Asian who said black men were good side pieces. Yeah, they got a baby on the way. Charles writes, the record label was to watch the money. Come on, y'all. This is one-on-one. Uh, TNT writes, the queen of mass destroyed the white community, Tom Arnold's sister. Uh, Nikki writes, love casino and goodfellas. Uh, Brother Powell writes, Scarface, The Wire, nothing new. Uh, Brian Taylor's in the house. Good up to you. Good morning to you, Brian. It's not that America loves it. It's that violence is the culture of America and criminality for money. We are conditioned to like it. There's a difference. If this society was different, so would be our taste. If this society was different, so would be our taste. I agree with you. Yeah, America, it ain't just black folks that love gangster films. America loves gangster films. But it's funny how the best part about black people is not the best the, what you see on the, on the TV screens or the, the movie screens. And that's because we don't control TV. We don't control Hollywood. We don't control that. So they take, and again, there's always, just like they're still selling out. Listen, you go to but wherever they buy alcohol, you can buy alcohol. You In most cases, you got all kinds of different alcohol. You got your wine. You got your liquor. You got your beer, you got your malt liquor. There's always going to be a market for malt liquor because it's cheap, it does the it does the trick, and it's easily available. Same thing with black culture. It's always going to be a market for the malt liquor of black culture. It's always going to be there. It's always that's the crime and the drug tales. It's always going to be there. You know, and here in Cincinnati, we're bemoaning. And, and wondering out loud how we can stop the drugs and the guns from getting in here, but then we're going to turn on our television screens and let it straight into our televisions, into our homes. Am I off base here? Am I unfair? You tell me, 513-873-7134. Again, I just want to provoke the conversation. I want to have a conversation with you this morning. TNT writes, the people on the tour bus who caught R. Kelly having sex with a 14-year-old Aaliyah need to go to hell, too, for enabling a predator. Hashtag protect black women. Drops in the house. He writes, good morning, Choppers. Fulton County District Attorney says accused violent inmates could be freed on bond if she doesn't get help, get more help to deal with court backlog because of COVID-19. Trust but verify. Uh, Jane's in the house. She writes, good morning. Good morning to you, Jane. Kelly's in the house. Good morning to you, Kelly. Got the OGs in here. TNT writes, shed a tear when all those inmates piss on R. Kelly's trifling ass and make him smear his feces in his face like he did those girls. GTFOH, hashtag protect black women. Damn. Sean's in the house. Good to see you, Sean. Good to see you, brother. Maxine writes, uh, give me a simple, comfortable life with peace and harmony any day before a life of corruption. Brian writes, I was there in New York. Giuliani went after one side of the mafia, the side not paying him. Hmm. Janice writes, if you watch closely, the Sopranos was really some ignorant dudes. Brian writes, and he went after hella black people in the process. TNT writes, there is room to tell the story. It's on society if they're going to glorify it. Akeem writes, I remember a whole bunch of men in suits line dancing to R. Kelly stepping the name of love in front of the cart house. <laughs> Greg writes, good morning, Nathan Choppers. Uh, that's hilarious. 
Uh, let me see. Davis writes, black radio, we so passionate. Yeah, you know black people are passionate people. That's just in us. Dale writes, this wolf is an oaf. Uh, Davis writes, Nathan been on point. He speaks from integrity and the point of view of an involved active dad. It's appreciated. Jay writes, Mr. Ivy said what he said. LOL. Okay. Janice writes, uh, he's just trying to provoke you. Thinks he's funny. Yeah, I know. You know, fame is a, uh, a much welcome part of the show. That's my brother right there. So don't get it twisted. We might go back and forth, all this kind of stuff. But that's my brother right there. 100%. Uh, Dell writes, uh, I'm glad I missed this mindless dribble from Wolf. <laughs> Y'all wrong, man. Uh, Jay writes, notice the industry is quiet because there's a bunch of artists back in the day who were sleeping with young underage girls. It was a whole thing back in the early days of hip hop. All your faves don't slept with underage girls at some point. That's unsettling to think. Very unsettling. Nat writes, black celebrity gossip news is like media gold. It is. It is. And I ain't telling you I'm above playing with it and talking about it here on the show. I ain't, I'm not above it. TNT writes, uh, where have you been? Me too have argued for the same ban on everyone's celebrity in recent times. That is very, very true. Carmelita is in the house. She writes, good morning, Nathan and Choppers. Happy Tuesday. Good to see you. The soft middle is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> the soft middle. <laughs> Uh, they let the dog out. He's issued in the house again. Davis writes, Denzel plays the same character in every movie, LOL. Now he's starring in Macbeth. I've seen that. I probably won't see it. And with girls back in the day lying about their age using fake IDs and they're not being the same scrutiny there is now, a lot of mess went down. So many older men like young girls and date them. A lot of parents co-sign the mess, especially when the man has a lot of money. Uh, Brian writes, Denzel is a great actor. He played a horrible role in Fences. That was a complicated character. Very real character. Uh, Nikki writes, these whataboutisms minimizes the real issue. I agree with you. Jade writes, Italian mafia is glorified, so why can't we tell the story of black mafia? LOL, just saying. That's an excellent point, Jade. Jada, not Jade, but Jada. That's an excellent point. Sorry, it's very, very small here on my screen, and I missed the A. thought it was an E for a second. My apologies. But Jada, that's a very excellent point. And, you know, going back on what Fame said, that's their story. This is our story. This is our community. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know the black mafia family was selling poison to the black family. So why are we glorifying them? You know, that's a little closer to us in our own realities, our own families. So maybe that's the reason why. But I get you. There's no reason why. And, you know, hey, you know, maybe I'm being overly critical. I could be guilty of that. I, I've said before and I'll say it again. I, I love conscious hip hop, but I used to like some gangster rap, too. I used to like the sexually explicit stuff, especially as a grown man. I want I wanted to listen to what I want to listen to. If I want to listen to two live crew. Okay, that's what I'm going to listen to, two live crew. The way I looked at it is the women in the videos were there because they wanted to be there. They weren't underage, and they weren't being taken advantage of. That's that's how I qualified it in my head. Okay? So why shouldn't our television watching be, in this, be different? Well, you know, some people, you might be in the mood for a documentary. Okay, so you watch a documentary. You might be in the mood for some sports. You watch some sports. 
You might be in the mood for, you know, watching the Ida B. Wells story on Netflix. You want to you want to read and watch about, you know, a, a black female entrepreneur, first black or whoever, not Ida B. Wells. That's something different. But and let's say you want to watch a story about, you know, black entrepreneurs. OK, great. You're in the mood for that. And let's say you want to watch the black mafia story. You just in the mood for that. I get it. You know, I get it. If it's just mindless disengagement, I get it. But on some levels, is this story glorifying dope dealers is what I want to know. Everybody's like, yeah, they put a lot of people on, but they put a lot of people under too, like six feet under. So it's just interesting how we gravitate to certain things based upon what we want to do. I get it. Davis writes, uh, black men in dresses acting like they mommy or sisters is a whole problem also. (laughs) Uh, Jada writes, I can't wait to see what Denzel brings to Macbeth. I'm sure it'd be great. Greg writes, uh, is the BMF series 50 Cent's new TV show? Yes, he's one of the producers. It sounds like his TV show is following the trend of 50 Cent's rap lyrics. Well, if you 50 Cent, that, that's how you, that, that's the world you live in. So he's going to produce what he knows. He's going to keep it consistent to his own brand. Jada writes, uh, uh, for years, Aaliyah family denied that she married R. Kelly. I wonder how they feel now that the truth has been revealed in court. Lynn writes, good morning, great people. Hey, good to see you, Lynn. Good to see you. Uh, Jericho writes, as someone stated on another show, the black culture is not protected. Let's be honest. The slavery movies, the gangster movies, the love and hip-hops, the Housewives of Atlanta and Potomac are loved by all, including black folks, until we stop supporting the drama and negative depiction of black people. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Well, I get what you're saying. I get what, let me let me marinate on that a little bit more, Jerrica. Billy Rice, we're putting all on BMF when we have brothers that we know right now hustling. There is enough blame to go around. As long as there's a market, there'll always be dealers. True that, true that, true that. Darlene writes, uh, good day, Nate in the Choppers. Good day to you. Janice Wright or James Muhammad writes, American consists of raping, pillaging, and murder since its inception. All true. All true. Uh, Kamara's in the house. Hey, good to see you, Kamara. Good to see you. Davis writes, NWA, she's only 14, but a hoe. Don't matter. Just don't bit. Just don't bite it in 1991. Really? She's only 14, but a hoe. What the hell? I must have missed that or just forgot it. Fannie Willis inherited 12,000 unindicted criminal cases from her predecessor, Paul Howard. Stop lying to the chop shop. Dead busted again. Oh, you you on some correct and drop. Thank you, brother. We need that. TNT writes, and all of the gangster stories in the same way, in jail or in death. But they're so entertaining till they get to that point. And people that's criminally minded, when they watch these gangster stories, they don't get turned off by the ending. They think to themselves, see, that's where Scarface went wrong. Oh, oh, that's where he went wrong in Goodfellas. Oh, if it was me, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I'm learning. That's how they look at it. Years ago, 50 Cent said his art reflects what he saw growing up. True. Sean writes, crime is birthed out of oppression and poverty. I do not condone any destruction to our community. Unfortunately, inequality causes some people to resort to crime in this life to make a living. 
Excellent point. Excellent point. Let's stick there for a second. So, right, that's the point I made earlier, that black people have found ourselves in a different condition in America, in neighborhoods that's been separated by interstate highways, redlined politically, redlined financially, redlined morally, forgotten. Until that land becomes prime real estate and then white flight works in reverse in places like Cincinnati, right, with the OTR, the West End, because it's closer to the thriving business and entertainment districts. The same thing is happening all over the country. But for years, black people lived in neighborhoods that were cut off, separate and unequal. They was pumping out all, they was taking out all the hope and pumping in dope. So perhaps... That makes stories like the Black Mafia family, maybe we should judge it with a different lens then. Hmm. Maybe we should judge it with a different lens. You know, maybe when we talk about black criminal enterprises, they're born out of uh, oppression, desperation, and white supremacy. And so there's, they're different than maybe the Italian Mafia or other people. Am I, anybody, that sound, re, that make any sense to anybody? Again, I'm just kind of like keeping a conversation going based upon what people are putting out there. I'm open to be moved. I can understand that. So we should judge these brothers in the black mafia family differently, right? When we understand the unique conditions that black people all over this country, including Detroit, have been put in. Back against the wall, not a lot of opportunities. You got to make what you got. You got to make lemon out of lemonades. Is that the way that people look at the black mafia family or other criminal organizations that's led by black folks? Is there anything to be gleaned? Because again, let's be honest here. These, these, the black mafia family most certainly was dealing cocaine. Cocaine was turning to crack. Crack was flooded into black neighborhoods. It was poison. It decimated our neighborhoods. At the same time, they get a lot of credit for putting a lot of people on, including people in the hip-hop industry. So how do we judge that? Like in a different circumstance, would these brothers have become entrepreneurs, maybe selling different products? Would they have become captains of other industries, maybe legitimate industries? Were they selling marijuana and now marijuana is becoming legal and everybody's trying to get a part of it? I don't know. You tell me. 513 a seven three. That's an interesting flow right there, Sean. I appreciate those comments. Very interesting. Uh, Marcia writes, uh, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good morning to you. Maurice writes, a lot of stuff that goes on in this country continent didn't exist until white folks came here. Akeem, Wright, God, Akeem writes, God forgives. Black folks only forgive white police officers that kill their relatives unjustly. Will the black community forgive R. Kelly? Um, that's not my place to forgive R. Kelly. I would say no for me. I don't forgive anybody that, that preys on children. So no, there's no forgiveness for me, but that's up to the individual victims and their families. You know what I'm saying? Uh, drop rights. House Democrats are worried Biden's radical agenda is failing in the legislative branch of government, causing cracks within the party that have begun to play out this week. Progressives. Uh, all I know is that the Black News Channel was reporting a lot of things, including the fact that Joe Biden is not going to be able to deliver on the $55 billion promise that he made to historically black colleges and, H- and, and universities, HBCUs. And I'll say it to my Democrat fans again, if Joe Joe Biden don't come through, 
with his promises, then 22 is going to be a rough-ass year for you. It's going to be real rough. And 24, it's going to be even rougher. You know what I'm saying? In the filibuster and start moving legislation. People in today's world only care about results. The ends don't matter anymore. It's the results. And in two years, the Republicans are going to beat their chest and say, see, I told you Jojo Biden wasn't going to do anything. And he needs to be able to point to something and say, here is what we did with our majority. Small as it was, here's what we delivered. And if they can't do that, nobody wants to hear about Joe Manchin in West Virginia. Nobody cares about that. Nobody wants to hear none of that nonsense. And I understand the realities of it. I understand how the Senate works. I understand the numbers game, but I also understand people. And people care about results. They want to hear results. It's all they want to hear. They don't want to hear about all this. Well, we could have been if Joe Manchin didn't get out the way. And then you got cinema uh, in, in Arizona. It wasn't for those two senators. And maybe nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to care about. No one's going to care about. All they're going to judge you on is what you got done, fair or unfair. We'll find out. Brian writes, Nate, I think this black mafia dope, et cetera, is a case of two or even three things being true at the same time. Uh, it is an important story to tell. We don't have to justify it. It does mirror all other rich people that get their money at our expense. Okay. I get it. Perhaps that's fair. Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Mr. Ivy. How you doing, sir? I'm doing excellent. Welcome. How you doing, sir? Uh, oh, I'm, do- I'm doing good, Mr. Ivy. And uh, thank you for reading that entry I put in the chat room. I was just trying to get your attention because I didn't want to mess up your flow. You know, you was hitting a real good flow about gangster movies and and uh, and all the other traditional topics that are covered on black media these days. But for some reason, um, not including yourself, because you, you you just mentioned uh, that you saw it on black media that a lot of black voters are really really starting to question their loyalty to the Democrat Party. Now again. I am not saying that black people should drop their Democrat registration and switch it over to Republican. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is that the light that was shined on the Democrat Party in 2016 with that failed campaign by Hillary Clinton, and and you had that scary orange man, Donald Trump, become the 45th president of the United States. It shocked the world, not only him being elected, but, but the Democrat Party's failure to get their, their core constituents, Hispanics and blacks, to show up for Hillary Clinton in 2016. They're, they're now against the wall with the same issue in 2021 with Joe Biden. And they had the opportunity, Mr. Ivey, Back in July, Mr. Ivy, correct me if I'm wrong, either July or August, when they had the $1.9 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill ready to go to the president to sign into law, the Democrat leadership, Nancy Pelosi, decided to hold it and put it in with the 3.5 or 3.9 uh, human infrastructure. And, and here we are today, three days before the debt limit needs to be passed 
so the government won't be shut down. You got the progressives saying, "I ain't, we ain't voting for no bipartisan bill unless we get the 3.5 uh, reconciliation. But see, Mr. Ivey, what the Democrats are trying to do, they're trying to make the 3.5 trillion a bipartisan bill, but it's not. And Mitch McConnell is not having it. So I just wanted to get that out there, Mr. Ivey, because I don't hear people calling your show defending what's happening. You don't do it because you've never done that. You've never been that type of guy or that type of host. So where are all the Democrat loyalists? And you know the guy that I'm talking about, Mr. Ivy. You know his name. I'm not even going to say his Thank name. Thank you. But he smokes, he smokes cigarettes, and he eats Popeye's fried chicken, and he's sitting around getting fat. Because I know he ain't following your lead, Mr. Ivy, because the man is silent. So I just hope. The man who had all that energy when Joe Biden was elected, riding with Biden. I need to hear somebody come and defend him. Not just talk about me, Drop Squad 52, but defend your president. Defend your party. That's all I'm asking. Because if things don't go down this week, like you said earlier, Mr. Ivey, it's going to be a very difficult 2022 midterm election and possibly a very difficult 2024 presidential election. And now on that note, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals, two and one, excellent performance last week. And again, shout out to the betting public sports show and their host, Fane Rothstein. Shout out to the All Middle and their affiliates. Drop Squad 52, dropping science to anyone who wants to fact check it. Peace. You appreciate the call, man. Appreciate it. He's helping us level up this morning with the conversation. Um, I mean, all the other at the end, you're right. You know, it's going to be a very difficult 22 and 24 for the Democrats. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hey, listen, if you want to share your thoughts this morning, 513-873-7134. I'm seeing I'm getting a message on Facebook. What is this? Interesting. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Great, great, great. Okay. Somebody tagged me in a post. Appreciate you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Nathan. It's Kev on the cell. What up, Kev? I'm doing well today. Man, except for I got to agree with drop on something, man. I, that hurts my heart. Are you right about that? Tying the two bills together thing, that didn't make any sense at all. It still don't make sense to me. I'm like, look, I understand that you want to push this other agenda. I don't have any problem with that. It's a, it's, it's a fantastic concept, but uh, these roads suck. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. These roads just suck. So I'm going to need the roads to get taken care of and the infrastructure bill that has to do with whether or not I blow my shocks should have been passed a long time ago. I, I hate, I hate, I mean, with a passion to uh, to agree with drop on anything, but I agree with that. Now, what I disagree with, one, they have to bring a vote up for consideration. They always have to bring a vote up for consideration. Any bill, any anything that they bring forward as legislation, they got to bring it up for consideration. It's the first step. Generally, what happens is it gets turned down. That's kind of what happens. It's the process. This whole... No, everything's going to fail now. 
is not necessarily true. You know, reconciliation is still an option. They can still do all of the things that Drop was just talking about are still possible. So, you know, it. I think Joe's doing what Joe said he would do. So you wanted somebody to stand up, Drop, for for uh, for Joe Biden. Joe Biden said, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to try to work with the other side to get legislation passed, period. And that's what he's done. So I'm reaching across the aisle. We're going to have conversation, communication, and we're going to try to get things done. Now, things are some things are coming together slowly. Other things aren't happening at all. But I think, you know, this whole thing about trying to make it seem like he's got a failed presidency in nine months is just a little bit far-fetched. What do you think, bro? I think perception is reality. And what I keep hearing from a lot of black voters is, is that they perceive that, Joe Biden isn't doing enough to pass, you know, his black agenda. But I think so, you know, and, and it's, the, it's the same problem that we have with most or many things. Right. Um, th- th- this 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 immediate gratification thing, man, it's a bad plan. It's always a bad plan. When you just looking for immediate results, that means you're jumping any cut, man. What what you know what we say in the hood, man, all money ain't good money. You know what I'm saying? Our money ain't good money, man. You know, if we circle back around to BMS, yeah. Uh, well, first off, that this story is no different than the Italians or the Irish or anybody else that, that was mobsters here. Because of their press conditions, they came out and they said, how do we make a difference and make some cash? Easiest way to do it is, is generally illegal. And we'll make fast money fast. We'll make uh, lots of money fast. You know what I mean? Uh, so as a as an American success story, it's on par with all of them other people. Now, most of those people have now moved from, you know, drugs to running com- com- companies and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But that's the same thing that BMF did. The, the failure was kind of predictable. You know what I'm saying? If you're in criminal enterprise, generally what's going to happen, especially if you get, you know, get too big for your britches. There's a local story, a guy I know I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? He he used to ride around with with license plates that said seven figure, and you know you know what the end is, you know, and 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 uh, he you know people were shocked when he got busted, and I'm like, but bro, you've never had a job, and I love dude, he's a partner of mine, you know, we grew up literally grew up together, you know what I'm saying, and but you there's no doubt that if you're driving around in brand new you know cars and buying houses and things, and you ain't never had a job. You started a you you start a a, a business that takes millions of dollars of, of equity in order to do it, and you ain't never had a credit card. <laughs> you know how you getting your money, man? So, I, you know, I, there's just there's so much going on, but on those two things, you know, I just I just need people to slow money is better money, man. It is. It's money you can spend. That that fast money. You know, fast life ain't everything they told you. Never get much older. Living in tracks of a soldier. You know what I'm saying? Tupac, circa 95, actually. Right? So I I just need folks to kind of get their heads together and be like, all right, let's have some level level our expectations. Yes, I expect Biden to come through. Absolutely. I do. I'm not changing my standards. Now, I'm down for the long game. But if at the end of the... If it's, the, if it's the end of the long game, it's a stalemate, or or I get or I get uh, 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 checkmated, 
then, you know, it, 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 there's going to be some consideration at that point, right? Um, but for now, man, we ain't gotten there yet. Last thing, R. Kelly, man. I ain't never going to step in the name of nothing ever again in life. Of course, I stopped doing that a very long time ago. But uh, anybody that's a predator, man, if you if just stay, stay from around me, that's for sure. Because I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you but that Ruger. That's all I got for you. I ain't got nothing else. So, you know, and just I had to agree with Drop today, man. Changed my whole outlook on life, sir. Yeah. Anyway, be blessed, Nate. Stay safe, bro. Take it easy, brother. Appreciate you. You said I had to agree with Drop. You ain't liking that, huh? Uh, good morning to you. <laughs> good morning. It's going to happen. I mean, when the brother makes a good point, he makes a good point. I'm not above agreeing with anybody. They make a good point. Jekka writes, uh, but our people get stuck in the hustle and don't elevate. Lynn writes, Lynn writes, what they need to make senators really fill really filibuster, make them stand up and really convince the public. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning and welcome. What's going on, Nate? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. What's up, Glenn? Uh, I got time today. Well, actually, I got about five minutes. Okay. So I'm going to take at least two minutes worth. First of all, don't do it, Kevin. Put down the tea, man. Put that down. Bill Cosby put something in it. Because what Drop did today was the regular old BS that he always gives him, a.k.a. Professional Gilligan. Professional Gilligan. Because, that, let me, first of all, did you notice that he didn't talk about what he tried to put in the chop shop about what's happening with the Fulton County District Attorney? And you know why I dropped? You tried to make it seem like this sister was just going to let all these criminals out. And, that you know, once again, you know how they play it, Nate. Uh, the, uh, you know, pro-criminal, uh, anti-police. So we tried to throw that out there. But you didn't mention, Drop, that actually she had inherited like 12,000 unindicted criminal cases from her predecessor. I put that in the, in the chop shop, Nate. He also didn't mention that she says it right here. We will make sure all those homicides are addressed, all those sexual assault cases are addressed. We will make sure those other cases are charged. Oh, and here's the kicker. He brought up a story that was written September the 13th. So I don't know, between September the 13th and the law, which I believe, according to this article, gets reinstated or falls off today, the 28th, those things have been taken care of, Drop. And for anybody who wants to know, this is actually a Fox 5 Atlanta article. So, you know, I don't, I don't trust any Fox in Cincinnati, Fox News, you know, Fox tried. I don't tr trust none of that shit. Uh, another thing, just so we can get the facts out here. Nate, you mentioned uh, what you heard, you, you heard on a black podcast or was it black education podcast about the uh, college funding? It was on Black News Channel on YouTube. Okay, Black News Channel. I want to direct everybody to an article that was just written, I don't know, at 11.18 a.m. yesterday. It says, Biden aims for free years of Head Start College, but states must agree to fund some of it. This is in Newsweek. Everybody Google it right now where you're listening. And it talks about how, and this is a problem, Nate, think about it. Some states are going to have to help fund some of these initiatives. Can you imagine which states won't do it, Nate? Ones with Republican legislators and governors. We already know. Exactly. We already know. The problem is, see, 
let me give you a little inside baseball because drop won't do it. And this is why I say, uh, Kev, put the teacup down. You're my brother, but you know, you're new to America. Don't, don't sip. But the most powerful people in Washington right now are actually Nancy Pelosi and Joe Manchin. And unfortunately, she has to deal with that fool. And you're right, mate. People don't want to hear about that. Perception is reality. But believe me, when they end up passing this, then what's the perception going to be? Believe me, people are still going to complain. They, they won't talk about, I don't know, child tax credits. They won't talk about infrastructure with all due respect to my brother, uh, Kevin. He talked about, uh, you know, we need to get these roads fixed. We understand that, but how about we need to get American lives fixed also after enduring two years of a pandemic? It was mentioned yesterday by Camille Jayapal, the, um, the head of the progressives. She said that the bill that they're trying to pay, that they're trying to pass nine of the infrastructure job, 90% of the infrastructure jobs go to men. This is the point she was trying to make. Out of the two million, out of the, the millions of people that are still out of work, a significant part of them are women because they had to stay home because they didn't have access to child care. Maybe they lost their jobs. They got to stay at home with the kids because they, they're doing online training. All these things are what progressives are pushing for, which, quite honestly, I say burn the whole damn thing down if we can't get what we want to try to get. This is that point where you say, I wish they were, you know, like the Republicans, but actually pass some shit. Because Trump really didn't pass anything. And let me end with this. The Senate Republicans, they actually voted to not raise the debt ceiling. Now you'll say, well, that's simple politics, you know, and, uh, you know, that's the way the Republicans are. Well, when the Republicans wanted to pass the debt ceiling, Nate, Democrats voted for it because they didn't want this country to go into a fall. Oh, and by the way, the $8 trillion or whatever we're trying to pay for now, that was all the bills that were cured over the last four years. As a matter of fact... Watching a morning show this morning, Nate, the Republicans in the last four years uh, spent more money than any Democratic president in U.S. history. Any Democratic president. So you can go back to LBJ, JFK, Carter, Clinton, Obama. The job won't mention that either. So, again, Nate, I, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm with Kevin on the, the, I don't know, the long game. My long game is like, I don't know, in the next month or so. But anyway, when this gets passed, Let's see if the perception change. And believe me, drop. It's not as if the Republican parties have a great, uh, a great um, reputation right now. It's not, it's not like you're representing anything that I don't know would even remotely think that black people want to would vote for the Republican Party, even here locally. Even here locally. Yesterday we had your boy Smitherman doing his little dance, I dance, I dance really? down the Dow, talking about the, oh hell yeah. Oh, and by the way, by the way. Medium black shirt, uh, medium shirt wearing black Iowa was down the Dow talking to Cunningham. Nate, it was an absolute embarrassment. You talk about professional Gilligan. His his coon chip had a semiconductor. Nate, I mean, I'm honest guy, it was some. It was it was like out of a movie. Mm. And the only thing he didn't say was, "Willie, I'm a great American." He's down there talking about Aftap Pureval. Then he played the, I don't know if he's from Cincinnati. I don't know if he's from America. <laughs> oh, so now we got black dudes playing Bertha now. Uh, uh, Come uh. on. Dude. I mean, Nate, it was embarrassing. Oh, and he goes by the name Lawrence. I don't know if that's, you know, that's hell, better than freaking black wrestling. But anyway, and I heard the whole thing. And I said, boy, you, I, I was, I, I wish I had the button you had. Cool chip activated. Uh, uh, I mean, can uh. you play it for the people up top? It, I mean, it was it was that bad. I said, Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. But, hey, let me get out of here, man. I just wanted to get that off my chest. 
You know how it is. In the end, I just hope they're getting what I'm spitting. Petty Peace. Appreciate the call. Leveling up. Damn, Black Russia down the doll, down the down the dial, doing the coon dance. Damn. Mm, mm, mm. And you know what's funny is, it's like he really think he's moving the needle. <laughs> That's what's so funny about it. And you just making yourself a laughing stock. They just sitting back like, oh, we got, we got, I guess Lawrence on the line. And he gets up there and he dance, I dance, I dance, I dance, I massa. He danced for massa. And Billy Cunningham is smart enough and has been doing it long enough to pick up on it. So he'll do what he's do and just straight use him. And it ain't going to change the election. Not one bit. You just playing yourself. Ridiculous. That reminds me when he called in here trying to talk about uh, Aftab just has more words on his plan on his website. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, oh, man, oh, man. It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip. That's all it takes. Just a little bit of brainwashing. Oh, my God. Davis Rice, what you be doing down the dial? You know, they know, man, Glenn is a radio legend, man, from the caller standpoint. He's been calling in and being a part of shows on just in the Cincinnati area in, in, in general. You know what I'm saying? Just in general. Uh, let me see. So we're going to show in the show about nine. I got a few more things I want to share with you. But let me take another quick, a quick pause for the calls, right? We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Nathan Ivey Show. All right? Tap in. Please share this stream with somebody who you think might like this type of content. And we'll be right back.
All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Just a couple of minutes. Let's get straight back to it because uh, our time is coming short. You've got me up until the bottom of the hour. Again, the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's what you're made of, not the circumstances. It's what you're made of, not the circumstances. Good morning and welcome back. It's the Nathan Ivey Show. This is the last honest place in Cincinnati media. Good morning to you. And I hope that uh, my voice is finding you in a good place. All great calls today. All great calls, strong calls. Some longtime folks we don't get a chance to uh, check in with uh, gave us their opinion this morning. I appreciate it. We've been talking about numerous things. I mean, R. Kelly is looking at life. I want to get your reaction to it. If you haven't got a chance to react on any show so far, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, there's a conversation right now about whether his music should be banned off of streaming services like Apple and Spotify. I want to get your thoughts about that. We've been discussing it. Also, there's a brand new series is about to drop uh, about the black mafia family. My question for you is, is it glorifying drug dealers in the black community? These brothers were notorious, rose to fame, selling cocaine, left a trail of bodies, uh, murders, and... Um, uh, gold chains, dope rides, and uh, having an impact in the hip-hop music industry. So it's a story that is ripe to be told. I mean, from from a Hollywood perspective and you looking for stories to tell, it's got everything. It's got everything. It's like the modern day, well, not the modern day, but it's like another paid in full in a sense. And it's a story that we haven't seen on film in any way whatsoever uh, Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent, is one of the producers. And it looks like looks like it could be big. And I want to know, are you excited about it? What do you think about it? What do you think about these black crime stories in general? Is there a connection between slave movies and black crime stories? Or is it just media? You know, it's harmless, Nate. It's just television. If you don't want unpressionable minds to watch it, don't let your kids watch it. It's for adults. Is that how you feel about it? I want to get your thoughts. 513-873-7134. If you'd like to share your thoughts, I am here to receive it. I want to hear whatever you have to hear this morning, whatever you have to say this morning. I want to hear it. And of course, we've been veering off and sharing some other things. James Rice family, it's all that's being said. Remember, nobody nor nobody can stop one who never quits. Never quit. Love and deeds all day, every day. Okay. Drop Rice, Democrats have all the good white folks, a.k.a. guilty white privilege. Well, drop, what do the, what do the Republicans have? If Democrats have all the good white folks, what about the white men that primarily comprise the Republican Party? I mean, I never hear you talking about them. Rachel writes, uh, Shanghai Marshall to Terrence. What's up, Terrence? R. Kelly's commissary will be fat based off of all the songs he wrote for other artists. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get some money on his books. Uh, Jenny writes, uh, speaking of Dr. Umar Johnson, did anyone attend? I did not attend. I planned on it and I just didn't. I saw a video that he posted or somebody posted of him in Cincinnati. And, you know, you know, I've thought about, do I want to get Dr. Umar Johnson on? Only cost you 250 bucks. Did you know that? And uh, some of it for me is the principle of it. It's a little bit of the principle of it. Like I'm not above it. I can afford it, but it's like, if I, again, I just know how this game works. Like you charging these pod, these black podcasters and these folks that want to bring you on your show, you're going to charge them $250 a pop, if not more than that. But if Tucker Carlson call you 
he gonna run over there and do it for free. And I'm like, uh, it's just something about it, man. Maybe I'll pull the trigger and do it one day. Maybe not. Um, if if I had Doctor Umar on, we'll probably end up arguing. I, I can see just be me and me, not to be disrespectful, but it'll probably take on. It'll probably go the same way as it did with that Yada Mean podcast he did. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how to think about it. But I know he was in Cincinnati. He was down at uh, Artona Ave. I haven't been there yet, but they seem to be doing a lot of good things. Props to them. I'm not sure if it's black-owned or not, but whoever, they seem to be doing a lot of good things. And I did not attend, Jenny. I think it was like 45 bucks or something like that, which, hey, I'm, I'm happy to help out local establishments. That's not a big deal. But uh, I got caught up doing some other things and did not attend. But I am curious if people did. He is a hell of an orator. I give Dr. Umar John. His mental is super tight, super intelligent guy. Uh, I hope he's successful with the FDEMG Academy. Uh, there's a lot of question marks about it that I think are righteous. And then the way that he tries to dismissive and deflect and all that kind of shit, it just seems like, I'll be honest with you, it seems like two or three things can be true at the same time. One, the brother is has an incredible intellect, incredible flow. He's a powerful orator. Two, when he starts talking about black children in public schools and in the educational system, he is spot on, spot on. And three, there's some question marks and some dumb shit, at least from where I sit as it relates to this whole FDMG Academy thing. I hope, again, the brother is successful. I hope he is successful in it because that would be dope for black boys to have the FDMG Academy. But when I hear him start talking that yabba dabba do, and if you ain't give me no money, you can't ask me no questions. I'm like, well, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> how does that work? And then I'm supposed to pay you 250 bucks to come on the show, and then you can promote yourself and people get donations. It just, it's something about that shit, Jenny, that I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. I've been this close, I'll admit it. I've been this close, but mm, it ain't that important to me. Now, maybe something will happen in the future, and, I, and, and I'll really want to talk to him, and I'll go ahead and pay that bill. Um, but it's something about it, man. I fell out about with me, with Dr. Boyce Watkins about that shit many years ago. Like the disrespect to black media and black audiences, I ain't with it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't asking for money. He was just on some other ish, but I mean, people can do what they want to do. Um, who am I to judge? Do what you want to do, but who knows one day, having said all of that, maybe one day I'll pay whatever it is to get him on the show and we can have that conversation. And, you know, it'll be interesting. I think people really like to hear his his interviews. Um, let's see. <laughs> Janice writes, wow, that coon dance is a mother. Uh, what's up, Terrence? He writes, not stepping up for R. Kelly, but if you're not listening to his music, you are not listening to what he wrote for other artists as well, question mark. His writing catalog is huge. Good morning. Yeah, that's, that question has come up as well, brother. That That's a fair question. It's like, well, how far do you go with the uh, censorship? And I think that there is a, for me, I think there's a difference between the songs he wrote for other artists that's performed by for other artists and then him as a performer as well. I just feel like there's a difference there. But again, you're right. You know, it could be we splitting hairs. It could be. Uh, Bunky's in the house. What's up, Bunky? He writes, what's up, Nate and the Shoppers? We love one up. OG's in the house. Uh, Terrence and Bunky, good morning to you. Uh, Nat writes, I hope no one supports Willie's sports bar. That's right. He does have a sports bar. I've never even thought about going to it. Or maybe I went to it once. He's got one in Kentucky, right? Let me take that back. I think maybe somebody took me there years ago, and I didn't even know where I was. I think it says Willie's 
right? And I think I went inside. I can't remember if I ordered or stayed. I just don't remember. It was a long time ago. Maxine writes, evildoers don't have long before the great separation, and that definitely includes white Asians and Arab people. White Asian Arab people, okay. Okay. James Wright family, our rise is in getting beyond our faults and uprooting the causes of our faults. Family, I'm just saying America is unraveling and we are living in it. Maurice writes, you know what's crazy? Copper colored people forgives crime bill Joe Biden, forgives Joe Biden who said America is doomed, not just because of African Americans. Did people not hear this dude said, are y'all that brainwashed? Maurice, what are you talking about? What did he say again? What did he say again? I don't know. Uh, Drops got some emotions for Glenn. You are stupid. <laughs> you are stupid for that drop. Why you got a chicken wing, a laugh emoji, and some cigarettes, man? You is, man, stop, bro. Stop. TNT writes, and this is for past debt during Trump administration. And they are refusing to pay the debt ceiling, which will place us in default and stop Social Security checks. Federal workers pay checks slowing down government agencies. They do this every time a Democrat's in office, man. It's the same old Republican playbook. Because when a Democrat is in office in the White House, they want America's experience to be as bad as possible. They, they want Americans to suffer. Because it works. It works every single time. It typically works. They tried this with Obama. Back and forth. They want to slow down the, 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 the mechanisms of government. They want people to be to feel the pain. And they want you to equate all of this with the Democrat being in the White House. Now, they tried this under two years, two terms with, with uh, Obama. It didn't work. He got reelected. They're going to run the same playbook. You know, they're going to be as obstinate as possible. They're going to be like anchors. And try to slow down and make the American experience uh, as difficult, as bad as possible. So then during the midterms, it gives Republican candidates something to run on. And then four, and then three years, four years from now, 2024, it gives whoever the Republican nominee something to talk about, something to run on. Their job is to try to stop Joe Biden from putting his agenda in place at all costs, at all costs. If that costs Americans, even their own constituents in the short term, so be it. So they can put Republicans back in the White House and try to cut taxes for wealthy people. That's that's the whole deal. They've been doing it as long as I've been watching politics. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It is what it is. Ain't you hip to the game? I'm hip to the game. Uh, let me see. Um, what do you think about Shanghai or Terrence's uh, uh, question? And again, this has come up. It came up last night. Like, how far we go with this? Nat writes, the sports bar is still open, but I wouldn't go there or support his radio show. He's the local Rush Limbaugh. I don't have a problem with with, uh, Cunningham because I understand what Cunningham is doing. He's made a name for himself. He's crossed over to television. He's got bars. He's making money. He's making his living his best life. And if, if, if if what he is saying is in line with his politics, just like I play to my audience, he's playing to his audience. You know what I'm saying? His audience is just much bigger. And it's just a game. It is what it is. Uh, TC writes, uh, I used to go to Wet Willie's in Atlanta, but that may be another thing. The owner was a former NFL player. 
Greg writes, R. Kelly sent a message to his supporters after the verdict, insisting that he is innocent. While R. Kelly did not mention in his statement, I assume his lawyers will appeal. Of course, they're going to appeal. That's what everybody does. Uh, Jericho writes, it's already out. You should watch. I will. Uh, Maurice writes, I just watched Paid in Full yesterday. Uh, James writes, so Paid in Full, you can say the same thing about Paid in Full, that it's glorifying dope dealers. Uh, it was a real, based upon real narratives, real things that happened. Like, it was based upon something that really went down. Like, that little boy in that movie, you know, Money Making Mitch's son, I mean, brother, in real life, really was abducted by their cousin. He really did, did get his fingers and ears cut off. They really did murder that boy. That All that really happened. Alpo, he's in jail right now. I believe he's still in jail. I think he's still in jail. The character that uh, Cameron portrayed, and Cameron just turned it out. Man, he did an excellent job with that. So, again, you know, maybe that's just the way it goes. Letty Rice, Grand Rising, Nathan Ivy and the Choppers. Good morning to you. Always good to see you. Davis Rice, Umar is a scam artist. Shaking my head, we just go, we just so far gone. Well, I've heard that. I've heard that. That's why if Umar does an interview with me, it's probably going to go the same way. Because it's just some things I just got to do. I just got to ask certain questions if I'm asking certain people. And, you know, he's done a lot of interviews. I haven't saw, seen all of them. One of my favorite interviews with Umar, because of, there was some friction, was an interview he did on the, the God podcast. You know what I'm saying? The Yadamine podcast with uh, Lord Jamal. And I thought that Lord Jamal was respectful. I thought that I watched it three, four times. I thought the brother was very respectful. He didn't get too high. He didn't get too low. Uh, Umar Johnson was wilding out all in his feelings and shit because Lord Jamar was asking him simple questions. And uh, Lord Jamar had the benefit of his father. Somebody in his family built a school in New York. And he was right there and he saw it, saw it all. So as he was able to ask certain questions and come from a perspective that a lot of people, including myself, just won't have, and it just made it for a very interesting, um, a very interesting conversation. But Dr. Umar Johnson has a lot of people that support him. They love him. They tune into everything he does, every appearance. They look at him as a sage. And again, because of the persecution, the 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 real, uh, immoral, illegal persecution of black leaders through COINTELPRO and other means that really happened, it allowed, it gives people like Dr. Umar Johnson a cover and a way out, like they out to get me. And since we know that a lot of prominent black men continue to be targeted, it becomes like a natural shield for people that are smart enough to put it up and use it. But again, I maintain the same thing. I mean, I hope the brother is successful in what he's doing. As I understand it, that'd be a great thing. Hope he gets the FDMG Academy off the ground. But when I hear him being challenged about that, he sounds like he, he sounds like a con artist. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. When when people challenge him about it, I'll be like, well, you ain't giving me no money. I ain't got to ask you no questions. I'm like, Negro, if you don't sit your ass, who you think you're talking to? Who you think you're talking to? And so that's why on some levels I haven't. And then... Uh, I got to pay you 250 bucks. That's the going rate. I got to pay you 250 bucks to get you on the show. It just ain't been worth it for me. You know what I'm saying? I just, it ain't been worth it for me. I'm not saying I'll never do it, but to this point, it just seems like all a fucking scam. And I just, it ain't that serious to me. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I would definitely get some numbers and it'd be entertaining. I'm definitely so. But who knows? Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not above it. Um, maybe. Um, it just it ain't really been all that important to me. But I know he's got a new book out about like children and the the, politi- the, the public school system. I'm sure it's dope. I'm sure it's very in, in, informative. I'm not above buying it and, and supporting it. I'm not above making a donation. You know, I thought about it many times. I just never pulled the trigger. So I, is he a scam artist? Again, I hate to speak negative about the brother or anybody else, but let me say this, Davis. I have seen interviews and some of his 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 uh, videos in which he came across like a scam artist. I felt like he was running game. Is that what he's doing? I can't say. But I'll be lying to you if I didn't have that feeling. And so, you know, you know, that's the other reason. Like, I pay you 250 bucks to do an interview. What, you going to hang up early? Because, I mean, it ain't going to be one of these fluff interviews where I'm just, like, asking you these softball questions. It, it just ain't going to be that way. And so it's like, do I really want to waste my time and money on it? So that's that's my thought process. You know, but, again, you never know. Just keep tuning. Maybe something to change, and I may change my mind, and, and maybe reach out. Never know. Uh, Billy writes, I feel like you, if you watch gangster and dope selling movies and decide to jump into that life, when you get what you get, that's on your dumb ass, dumb ass. Uh, Nate, uh, you can do better. Get Dr. Greg Carr. That would be worth your money. Yeah, I would be, I would, I'm not against the brother. I'm just saying that that was a turnoff for me. You know, I've had many instances over the years back when I was in commercial so-called black radio and where I had people who I felt like was disrespecting the audience and shit. I even lost a friend over that shit. I had a real, we was, we got real cool over the, over the years. I won't put a name out there. Black, black female. She was a film critic. I'm not sure what she's doing now. Beautiful sister, super intelligent, super intelligent. And we fell out over interracial dating. We fell out because I, I felt like she was disrespecting and, and, and talking down to the audience. Like, like, um, like you better than us or you smarter than us. And I'm like, no, sis, we ain't going for that. And we literally, you know, that relationship ended literally over some radio shit. And I didn't give a damn because for me, if, if our connection is so loose that we going to fall out over some shit over a radio show, then who cares? I ain't need you no way. But, you know, we had many, 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 many. I used to call upon her just like uh, Sharice Saunders. I used to call upon her many, 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 many times. And, um, you know, we fell out. You know, and it was what it was. You know, hey, things happen. Everything, things have seasons. But, yeah, I'm hip to Dr. Greg Carr. I think he does a great job. He's he's on with the sister that's on XM Radio, right? What's the sister's name? I can't remember her name, but she does great work, by the way. Uh, I enjoy it when I check it out. Jericho writes, it's not about our children watching. It's about non-blacks watching these shows and movies as a way to tap into the black experience and then apply it to all blacks. Uh, TNT writes, it's not all lost. He can sing to the inmates. I believe I can fly. She wrong for that. You wrong. You wrong for that. 
Uh, don't forget, tonight is 6 p.m. The NAACP and Prince Hall Masons will be back with another round of uh, a town hall virtual forum with city council candidates. I will be your moderator. So you know that I'll be holding you accountable to answer the questions and to give us a good sense of who they are. It's a great opportunity for you to tap in and get a little bit of in, a little bit of insight about these people that want to lead the city of Cincinnati. All I can say is that this is by far the most important city council election because of the high turnover rate. Like really you got eight seats that are up. Literally, there's only one person on city council that's Greg Lansman, who's an incumbent who actually won an election. I mean, you got eight seats up, so we making we we all knew everything, all new mayor, all new uh, city council, and everything is at stake. Everything is at stake with this election. So, plug in, tap in, hit that play button at six p.m. And if you miss it. The good thing is that it'll live forever on Facebook until Facebook decides they want to take it down. And you can watch it on the Cincinnati NAACP's Facebook uh, page uh, through all time. So if you miss it tonight or you're busy tonight, check it out. Check it out. Kevin writes, Arts on the Ave is black owned. It seemed like they were, but I just, I didn't know. I don't know the ownership. But from afar, they seem to be doing good things. Uh, Jericho Rice, Nate, you'd argue with Tariq Nasheed and Dr. Umar Johnson. I would. For the longest time, and again, it's changed a little bit because Tariq Nasheed understands the power of politics, but my biggest issue with Tariq Nasheed is he was on some I don't vote type ish. And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't vote. But then he got hit, and he started more of a political, you know, organization and kind of moving people toward black agendas. I'm like, okay, bruh, let's be smart about it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, my interviews will be a little bit different. I, you know, I ain't going to rubber. I don't give a damn about no celebrities. I don't care about being friends, and I ain't overly impressed by nobody. So if they come on, they come on. They don't, they don't. That's just me. And I don't shy away from asking a difficult question, even if I know it's going to be some fire behind it. Let's get into it. All, all it is, what you going to do? You going to jump through this phone? That'd be a mistake. What you going to do? All you going to do is get upset or say what you got to say. So I, I don't shy away from that. Uh, that's just my style but i don't look for it either i'm not looking for it it's just if i have a natural disagreement or i've got a question or i'll ask it i'm not gonna shy away from it because somebody don't like me or they don't want to come back on the show i'll let you then uh davis writes no dr umar is not spot on about special education shaking my head bunch of disinformation really davis really okay okay Charles Rice, two wives, really. Well, uh, as I understand it, that was just something he was doing for a fashion show. Um, Jenny Rice, totally understood. Um, Let me see. Davis writes, uh, they on these platforms and they get, their head gets so big, but they ain't really doing nothing but talking. Uh, Kevin writes, uh, I ain't researching to not listen to his music, but I know it's him. It's a click for me. Letty writes, interesting that the media wants to parade black mafia selling drugs on streets, but they won't show a black successful family on a weekly show. It's uh, it's uh, always about drugs, but this is to program the mind of black boys and men. It's psychological enslaved mentality to keep the black family in bondage. I feel you on that, Letty, but see, that's what happens when you got a media industry that's controlled by people that don't look like us. Their interest is going to be different than our interest. But let's take 50 Cent. 50 Cent is black. 
his interest is his interest. So what I would tell people is at the end of the end of the day, if you really, really, really care about this stuff, you got to get involved with the industry and start creating the type of media that you want to see. That's really, really comes down to, you know what I'm saying? We, the days of sitting around belly aching. I mean, we all do it. It's part of conversation, but the days of sitting around belly aching, not saying that's what you're doing, lady, but the days of sitting around belly aching about what they producing is, is gone. You know what I'm saying? These days you can get one of these and do your own. You can do your own. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like what other people are doing, then create your own. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would encourage people to do. Greg writes, uh, do you recall that Michael Jackson, RIP, was charged with child molestation? Yes, I do. The difference between that and R. Kelly case is Michael Jackson was found not guilty in a 2005 trial. All facts. All facts. Uh, what's up, Jason? He writes, good morning. Good morning to you. Good to see you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, looking at the oh it's about that time for me folks i gotta make a move i'll be back with you and hopefully better than ever tomorrow morning bright and early at 7 a.m never know what we'll be talking about and who we'll be talking to you never know okay so make sure you tap into the show on a weekly basis if you haven't already done so go ahead and hit me with a subscription on youtube and hit the bell notification so whenever we go live or we post anything then you'll be notified and you can tap into it you can also find me on the Spreaker network. Go to Spreaker, do a search for Nathan Ivey Show to get the audio uh, um, a notification or the TuneIn app. You can listen to the show live. If you're just into the audio, you can listen to the show live on both of those platforms. And, of course, you can find us here on Facebook and, as I already said, on YouTube. So have an excellent rest of your day, family. Before we roll out, just want to remind people that the last day to register to vote is October the 4th. The last day to register is October the 4th. If you're not currently registered or you need to update your name or address, you must submit your voter registration form to your local Board of Elections elections no later than 9 p.m. on October the 4th, which is coming up. That's, that's coming up on Monday. That's this Monday. Okay, so don't forget, don't forget. Early voting opens on October the 5th. October the 5th, early voting opens on October the 5th. All right, you got three options to vote in the election. Early in person at your local board of elections here in Hamilton County. That'll be in Norwood, 4700 Smith Road. You can give them a call at 513-632-7000. Absentee by mail or at your assigned poll location on election day, which is November the 2nd, so... A uh, Monday, right around the corner. All right. Have an excellent rest of your day, family. Hopefully you provoke some thought, get you thinking early in the morning. I'll be back and hopefully, as I said before, better than ever tomorrow morning, bright and early. We'll chop it up. And uh, let's end with our motto. If you don't know, this show has a motto and it goes like this. Winners focus on winning. And losers focus on winners. So stay focused and stay winning, and we'll talk real soon. Until next time, yeah. I'm out. Talking to my mirror like I love you so much. Curving on my critics like I heard you so what? You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man. Tally all the f I ever gave on my head. Lately I've been living like I can't take a loss.
is nothing. In the discussion, for them feelings, I throw all my pain on percussion. This is disgusting. I hear them bragging about that they did, and it do not move me, not in the least. They ain't been dropping no seeds in the sub, but swear that you almost spotted the feast. I've been on go mode, show mode, showboat, robo, wave ride. Cool shotty, too naughty, pool party, wet for the face ride. Any up, penny down, hand me down, thrift store, old drip. New money, too funny, old shorty, talk about old. I'm on eight now, can't get a pass now, I'm a cash cow, keeping it brash now, it's trash now, I'm a spaz out, I've been killing my lows and living on highs.